0: Hello. Can I speak to to Hello is this. Hey, how you doing? Uh I feel kinda of silly too this, but um, this is the bird just from the coffee house on MLK and Louis Park. You know, the one with the 4C natural. I see you on Thursdays all the time. You come in every Thursday on your lunch break, I think. And you always order the special with the organic time on day. My manager be tripping and stuff. Talking about we got using water. But I always use some pencil for you. Cause I think you're kinda sweet. Um... How did you get my number? You always got on some fly blue tracks I And your Air Force was shining all bright. Thanks. For real though. Who is this? So uh... Look man. I mean, I don't want to waste your time, but I don't usually do this. And I was wondering if maybe we could get together outside the coffee shop one day, because I do look a lot different outside of my work clothes. Okay. I mean, I got an art show coming up soon. Yeah, I'm going to... Maybe come out and support? Wait, hold up. My cell phone's breaking up. Hold up. You can you hear me now?
1: Yeah. So what you? Say? Can you come to my show? Uh who so all gonna
0: be
2: there?
3: Hey y'all, welcome to Who All Going to Be There? a podcast by artists for artists. We talk cashewed about everything, sometimes we get messy, and it all counts as art because we say so. I'm Mel. I'm 42 years of black and three times a woman, and forever an artist. This week, I'm an R&B affectation analyst for Silk Sonic, a ghost artist for Jeff Koons, and I also run the Montero School of Social Media Management.
4: Yo, it's uh, It's Maximiliano, Monomalously named Future Memes as Art is My Future. Coming live from the NTP Studios, our Freedom Ship Program. Who all gonna be there? Welcome listeners, new and long timers. You can support us via Patreon with our Patreon-exclusive podcast episodes uncensored and illicit. NC-17 stuff. Our Etsy store houses many an NTP publication. Totes, buttons, tees, caps, mugs, etc. Coffins, rims, um... Sun blocker grills, grills, what's the thing? Windshield sun blockers. Um, check it out, support us. Christmas is coming up, so a great time to support NTP. <laughs> Email us at naturnerproject0 um, at gmail.com. Send us reviews, questions, comments, cancellations. Um, send it all along. We're on all the streaming servers, so search who all are going to be there and buckle up. I have only one life to lead for a naturner project.
3: all right Um, so today we are really really hyped up to be hanging out with a quadruple threat artist writer photographer and dancer intasar abioto hi intasar how are you
1: i'm doing well i'm so happy to be here
3: we're happy to have you i I, again i don't know why it took this long but maybe we just had to get good to feel we were worthy (laughs) of your presence (laughs) so um i'm gonna read a little bit um about from intasar's um bio Um, Intisar Abioto is an explorer artist working across photography, dance, and writing. Moving from the visionary and embodied root of black girl, southern, cross-temporal, cross-modal storytelling ways, her works refer to the living breadth of people of African descent against the expanse of their story, geographic, and imaginative landscapes. Working in long-form projects that encompass the visual, folkloric, documentary, and performing arts, she has produced the People Could Fly Project, the Black Portlanders, and the Black. Co-created with her four artist sisters, the People Could Fly Project, was a 200,000 mile flying arts expedition exploring realities of flight and freedom within the African diasporic myth of the flying African and Virginia Hamilton's award-winning book, The People Could Fly. Abioto is the recipient of a 2018 Oregon Humanities Emerging Journalist Community Stories Fellowship, for which she began a continuing body of research on the history of artists of African descent in Oregon. She has performed and or exhibited at Ori Gallery, Portland Art Museum, Duplex Gallery, Photographic Center Northwest, African American Museum in Philadelphia, Poetry Press Week, Design Week Portland, Spelman College, Powell City of Books, University of Oregon White White Box Gallery, Portland State University, Reed College, and Zilka Gallery, among others. Selected for an art in the governor's office solo exhibition in 2019, she exhibited and performed with nine Oregon-based black artists against the inner expanse of the Oregon State Capitol building in Salem, Oregon. Her publication, Black Portlands, documents interviews with black Portlanders alongside her photographs. She was a contributing photographer for MFON, Women Photographers of the African Diaspora in 2017, and her photographs illustrated the Urban League of Portland's State of Black, Oregon 2015. With the five women artists in her family, she is the co-founder of Studio Abioto, a multivalent creative arts studio. She lives in Portland, Oregon. Whew, okay. <laughs> that is quite a bit. And I feel like, honestly, that's, from what I know of you, that's like the tip of the iceberg of what you've done. <laughs> so... Thank you again, and welcome. Thank you. All right, so first off, we're gonna ask you the question that we ask everyone who has been visiting since March of
1: 2020. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Doing okay. I'm doing a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's too much, but um, I'm glad to be doing the stuff that I care about, but it's still a lot happening. Yeah. I felt like this summer, you know, when it was like, okay, we're, we're going to go back, you know, whatever. Like, it's like we didn't take to account all the things that had been stalled. So it's like trying mm-hmm. to get the gears going on everything at the same time. It's just not sustainable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, living in that process. But yeah. I'm here with you all. So that feels real good. Yeah. yeah. And have you
3: found moments to just rest and just be during this time?
1: Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting because I feel like sometimes I'm working a lot and then I like rest but it's like a rest of like just getting myself back to a uh, a baseline. Yeah. Uh, But I don't, I treasure moments. I'm getting to treasure warm moments with people as the restoration. Like this is so inspiring. So mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah.
4: Thanks. I'm curious. Like, I know you work in all these different ways, and all have all these different projects going on. And um, from past conversations, I know you have like, you know, different like studios you like work at and stuff. I'm curious, like, what an average day for um, Intizar looks like.
1: Oh man, I think it kind of depends. Often a lot of time on the computer, moving stuff around, and. Uh, like today I have a grand deadline and then I have to s- choose some works to for uh, for Bobby Foders exhibit he's opening I think it's early December it's called culture and trauma I forget the name of the gallery now oh. Town. so I have to get that together it's almost like it's like art making but now kind of a lot of arts admin stuff where you're like mm-hmm. moving things around trying to create possibilities for the future while you're taking care of stuff in the present. But, mm, what's going on? Sometimes it's like a installation, like I just did a collage installation over at the former site of the Albina Art Center over on 14, 14 Northeast Killingsworth. There's Ooh. a artist-composer named Daryl Grant who... Um, is doing this albina, um, or it's actually called the soul Re- the soul restoration project, or the albina, or or perhaps this this particular stage of it is called the albina art salon. So I mm-hmm. I take in actually some of the um, some of the collage things I did for you alls thing last year um what was the name of that that group show
4: antidote okay
1: for c3 initiative Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so i had all those i still had all those all all of those cutouts oh i was like "Hmm, let me like re-envision this so Mm -hmm. i just kind of took some of those cutouts and just refashioned it inside of this site of like black arts um in or this or this former site of black arts in in Albina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so just random stuff. There's a lot of random stuff, yeah, yeah,
3: um, Max and I were talking about this earlier about how like one of the things we that annoy us about being artists who make things is we have all this residue of all these materials and like what to do with them. And like, as someone who's like very prolific in your making, like, what what do you do with all of your things like where does it all go
1: yeah that's interesting I think I'm working on that now I mean it's been rare that I've had a studio I had a studio a couple years wait I had a studio right when was it it was until, like, last December or November or something that I had for, like, that I shared with someone for, like, maybe a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time I actually had a studio space and and my printer was there and oh. you just have, like... You know, when you do shows, I had, like have not sold my print so much so i just when i get asked to do exhibits i'm just printing for the exhibit Mm -hmm. then i have these all these prints yeah um but it was cool because actually when i did you all show it was like oh i can make something out of all these prints from these shows so (laughs) it's like let me try something new and i hadn't ever done collage work and i wouldn't say i'm a master at it by far because i know people have like such like visionary practices with collage but yeah, I just try to make it into something new, try something different, but I have stuff under my bed, I have stuff in the storage, <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will
3: say for the record, I do have an original Intisar Abioto hanging up in my home. Oh so. what?
1: Oh my God! I didn't know that. Yeah, I got it from an auction at Ori Gallery. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I do remember that now, and I forgot it. But wow, dang, it's interesting for somebody to have some work, some my work on on their wall. I don't have that a lot, so that's so special. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> who is it? Who is it? Who is
3: it? Um, I actually don't know the person in okay. the photo. I just thought it was a beautiful, beautiful photograph, okay. but someone has actually walked in, cause originally I had it up in my office at work mm-hmm. and someone walked into my office and they were like, I know that person. Oh dang, <laughs> that's
1: cool. Yeah. Wow. You know what? That actually kind of makes me want to have more work on people's walls, just from... You telling me that it's like oh that's cool it's like somewhere somebody's enjoying it. It does feel really special. It's beautiful. It's Dang. a beautiful print. So. Oh thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, I also have some of your prints. Oh. <laughs> Though I haven't framed them yet because I haven't. Um. Got I haven't really ever framed anything so I got to get some stuff. You know when you're like. You've done stuff in one area of life but you haven't done one other thing so I've never had even 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 my own work a couple of years ago this like organization here someone like wanted to buy a print and then they wanted it framed so I like mm. got it framed but I haven't ever done a show where my work's been framed so I gotta get your I gotta get my work framed, I got your work <laughs> framed <laughs> Frames are expensive. I know <laughs> Yeah Yeah Yeah, hell yeah um,
4: Yeah, the early 2020 when was the the window exhibit
3: yeah um that was that no it was like mid or late
4: oh it was late late 2020, 2020 yeah. yeah so yeah in natural project um did a show did a window show mm-hmm. at c3 now known as Stello Celo? Stello
3: in the park blocks in, the park in blocks. northwest
4: and yeah and was one of the artists
3: and that collage was gorgeous yeah amazing it was lodge. yeah um,
4: and then yeah, like that's a, I'm shocked to hear that you're not constantly selling all your prints. So everybody needs to get their prints. For sure.
3: I mean, you don't have them for sale in general, though, right?
1: Yeah, I don't. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. I haven't. You know, it's interesting. Like, kind of like being like an artist. Like, there's different so many different areas you can try to do stuff in, and I just haven't moved towards trying to sell prints. For different reasons, I guess, but also, like, yeah, I just hadn't done it yet, you know? I guess, I don't know, but it's something to think about. Do you think that there's, like, some sort of, like,
3: internal thing that you, where you, like, some gut thing where you don't really want to be on the market or commodify or your work to be commodified in this way? Yeah,
1: for sure. I think that's definitely something that I think about a lot, and probably part of the reason that it's, like, I think it's so interesting that you could get something from a print of mine on your wall because you know sometimes i don't know it's not that you don't think that someone would but you also don't know that someone would you know Mm because and also the thing about portraits is that they're so specific sometimes like and what else i also think like there i have all these files and i've made some prints but it's very much like so connected to my life like all these people that i met like Mm. it it starts to really feel like this imaginative internal place of like all these i don't know everybody well but it's like i'm very much like looking at these at these portraits years after years and And also I think too, I, with that, you know, that was like, you know, a couple years ago when that, um, when you, when you, when you, like, when you would have gotten that through Ori, but also like, I also don't want my work just with anyone everywhere, you know? And also because it's like often, not all the time, but often like portraits of like Black people in community, people I know, Mm
5: -hmm. people I
1: don't know, or or but still care about where their image goes. Like
5: Mm -hmm. I don't
1: know, it just feels a little more spiritually something. I gotta figure. I haven't. Also, I think because there's questions to it, I haven't figured it out. Like I gotta think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's that it's that difficult kind of artist
3: thing, and I talk about this with my students a lot. Is that as an artist. You have to let go of your art once it's out of your hands Mm -hmm. and you don't have any control over where that image goes or what it does Mm -hmm. and I have I've heard plenty of stories of like black artists who do work particularly around black femme portraiture Mm -hmm. whose work ends up in really problematic hands and like it's hanging up in like you know the I don't know the the dining room or living room of someone who has been problematic in the past you know like that sort of thing where it becomes like this fetishization mm,
1: mm, and mm. like
3: as an artist are you willing to take that chance are you willing to let it go yeah in that way
1: dang yeah well it's interesting because it's like figuring out who you would want to hold this work i mean it feels very close to me like my dreams, mm-hmm. like being able to do this and you know i know i've been like taking a lot of pictures here but also photographs of like black people in other places and it's very close to like my dreams and i feel that and i don't know i remember i don't know some years ago when it must have been something you posted on the internet where you were saying there was some auction that had a work of yours or something
5: Mm
1: -hmm. i don't remember it was something some years ago where you didn't it was like work you had done a long time ago Mm -hmm. or something like that and i don't know i didn't it's interesting because I do photography, but I didn't go to like. I went to school for dance and English, so I didn't like come up in like a fine arts program where you're learning about mounting or you learn learning about framing or you're learning about all this kind of stuff. And maybe it's because there's gaps there. Maybe I handle my photographs differently to some degree. Like, I will be okay with a certain black arts institution having some of the work, you know? Or. People who I know who will handle it well and like you. You know, because these are commu these are people in the communities are Black people's faces. Like, I don't. Yeah, you know, like I. I even though it sound may sound kind of weird, I do try to handle it like a good caretaker. Mm-hmm. And if I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, or if I haven't finished everything that i need to do in preparation for i don't share it yet if that makes sense yeah yeah something like that Hmm.
3: i mean it sounds like you already kind of have like a pretty sturdy sort of structural foundation for like the rules that you have in place for your work Yeah. that's cool. I don't know if I've gotten there yet. I think it takes a long time to figure that out.
1: Yeah. I don't think that I figured it out all the way, but I guess I feel like if I don't know, if I don't feel certain that I'm not going to do anything yet. Yeah. And so I have a lot of photographs that I haven't done. I haven't shared yet. And some of it is like closing the gap, like where I have maybe taken a photograph of someone. I've taken photographs of so many people And it's like, then you have to close the gap and make sure that you get them to photograph. And like, Mm -hmm. and I don't think, because a lot of my work is like large scale, like around communities. And I've wanted that, but uh, it's also like big ideas. And sometimes I haven't, you need support teams sometimes, you know, especially when you're doing like big research or like not just research, but like, Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I finished by any means, but like, I, I want to not be a source of harm. Mm -hmm. So I sometimes, when I don't know how to do it yet, how to not be a part of practices of harm, then I like, don't do anything until I know that I think that I'm doing the right thing. Something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: um i don't know if this was said um on air or off air but um you know melanie is from atlanta and i grew up in dallas and um so i'm really interested in this like southern to like pacific northwest connection Mm -hmm. that you have or that you're like developed because like i remember like coming to portland and like i feeling like hearing about you instantly and like starting to like think about you in regards to like black portland and you know you had your black parlanders project and just like how um, you think about, like, you know, being from the South and then like moving to here and then like communities in different places, but also like how we're all connected. Mm-hmm. And I know that like exists in your like other work too of like connecting black people and like black people in like different communities. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in this like Southern to like Pacific Northwest connection.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Well, I'm glad to be here with y'all. And I also feel like... I feel like you're... The title of this... Is it a podcast? Mm -hmm. It's so appropriate and so Southern. (laughs) Like, who are going to be there? Like, you want to know so you can prepare how you're going to come, if you want to come. If you want to (laughs) come. It's just like... It's the... It's such a research question. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. um, I feel like... You know I've been here 11 years now 11 and a half years or so I never planned to be here this long it just didn't ha- I just didn't know and I'm still here and I don't feel like I'm not I'm from Memphis and I don't feel like I'm not from Memphis to being here
5: mm-hmm.
1: you know I don't feel, even though I haven't been there as a working artist as an adult and I and I and to be honest I will still say that I plan to like have presence there I haven't done that yet but Hmm. you know like you want to be a part of the arts communities and arts infrastructures of places you're from too you know Um, but I don't know I feel like it feels kind of natural in a sense like not that it doesn't there's not challenges to being here but there's a way that like even though we know about black life in the south to some degrees it's also obscure like Mm -hmm. it's also not i feel like the like deep genius in how black people in the south have moved is not really you know i mean it's talked about but it's just talked about in regards to like all the tragedy Or something, but I feel like this is, I'm coming at this a little vague, but there's something about, even that thing, like the South has something to say and like, it's Shout out 3K. Yes. (laughs) And it's, it's something around like the inner intuitive genius is not fully invested in or acknowledged. And so, when I think about Memphis and I think about the history of black artists who come who come through there and gone out into the world like the musicians mm-hmm. and even like the people who are just making amazing stuff on their porch like on the corner like just all these places like and I, I guess and I, I know i'm 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 moving through lots of ideas here, but that unacknowledgedness but also something that's like undeniable even though this is a strange trajectory to come from Memphis to Portland I don't feel that it's not making sense because I also think there's like differently an energy of like black people who have just like dug their toes or fingers in and continue to make and do stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't see my path is just stopping here I see it as moving back to Memphis moving back out into the diaspora mm. and back and forth like even and I feel like I can have this conversation with you all because I feel like you know in a deep way but even that myth of the flying African just thinking about black people landedness flight black flocks like moving even kind of like those, um, what do you call those things? To get the name of those birds where they make those shapes in the sky. Um, they have this thing called is called it's called us uh, called a it's called a murmuration. Huh. Just something about communities. I forget the name of the bird, but if you look on the internet, there's all there's videos of these birds like swooping and moving and it's this like vast kind of choreography Mm -hmm. and sometimes they'll break apart and then then they'll come back together and it's like a tornado and I kind of feel like that about black communities and my relationship to like black communities in the south, black communities here, black communities elsewhere like it can seem really like okay we're apart like this is a whole different culture blah 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 but we keep intersecting emerging and something about that i even though this like i'm not really giving you like a solid answer to the question there's something about
3: i feel like that's pretty solid it's
1: something yeah yeah and also freedom ship. like i love i, I, just, I was like uh you know, max be like, making up the words <laughs> i was just like uh it's just <laughs> the thing you know <laughs> And it's like the freedom ship is a shit, but it's also us, like, moving in concert in and among each other and Mm -hmm. receiving what we need. Like, Mm -hmm. dang. Yeah. Yeah, I
3: mean, I feel like blackness is all about, like, this constant state of being in flux, of, like, ever-movingness, of of being in a fugitive state because we have to Mm -hmm. to exist. Um, But, yeah, I definitely feel what you're saying about the South. Like, I feel like the South has been the source of, like, great genius within the diaspora but one of the reasons and I can only speak for myself I can't speak for Max is one of the reasons I came to Portland is because um, black art um, black genius you know um, black excellence TM was just not supported financially in the south mm-hmm. like it it wasn't and I like systematically saw like brilliant friends of mine across the board, get shut down constantly mm-hmm. co- and there was no way for me to break out mm-hmm. into like or sustain a life as an artist there. So mm-hmm. I just feel like Portland has been much more um, generous mm-hmm. um, and giving and mm-hmm. um, in supporting my growth as an artist. And I'm I'm fully aware that like of the politics of going to graduate school and what that has done Mm -hmm. with social capital with my social capital as an artist and that that definitely plays a part in it. But I think the South the structural racism is just very overt there Mm -hmm. in a way that's hard to escape.
1: Yes. I feel you so much. It's like so many stratospheres of I feel so many layers when you say that Mm -hmm. like you everyone knows there's black art in the south like Mm -hmm. it's like embedded in the it's embedded in the groundwork like coming up from all the time we've been here like obviously black people doing creative things but there's a way like it's not this is going to sound funny because we draw on black artists so much but we also kind of look down on them we do and like We're like, okay, come get the culture, and there's a way. Oh, there's a way in which Black artistry in the South is made tourism. It's made tourism, Mm -hmm. and it's not made like Black people need to like live. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like come down to Bill Street. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, and I mean, like speaking from being like a Memphian, it's it's talked about as something to bring people and blah blah, but when you think about, like, you know, the poverty in Memphis, like, there's so much ground, artistry, genius, brilliance, but, like, I also think that there's a way, and I talk about this a little bit, and I haven't been in Memphis, like, living there for a while, but I grew up there, and I grew up around artists and, like, working artists, mm-hmm. and there's also a way that, like, we can internal mm. class in the South regarding black people Mm. pulls us away from. mm. It's hard because you're like impacted by all the stuff and it influences how you feel and think about yourself and the people around you. But like class striving. And it's not to say that you can't have stuff. That's not what I mean. Right. But it's like, Oh, this is so complex. Like, something about tourism, something about just relying on black people to do artful things Mm -hmm. and infuse their artistry into other people's mediums and things. Like, even that uh, black man... I, I don't know how much about alcohol, but, you know, that black man who... What's that like alcohol brand was it Johnny Walker yes mm-hmm. who was a part it's like you expect mm-hmm. black people to infuse to just they're just infusing their stuff and everyone else's stuff but there's artistry there's lives you need resources mm-hmm. and I feel that I I know we could I could keep going on and on about this because I'm kind of circling because I'm trying to get to it but it's so much artistry and it's look there's a way in which it's like. Lauded for what it can bring to certain industries, but not lauded because you still don't really like black people. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Like,
3: they expect all of the labor with none of the financial return mm-hmm. or even, like, the social capital
2: mm-hmm.
3: attached to it. And I just, I couldn't live like that. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That being said, the thing about the South is there is something about living in, like, a neighborhood, a community, a region, where it's just all black people. Mm -hmm. And you're, like, divorced from the white Mm gays. That was nice. I do miss that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I have to, as an artist, there was just no viable way for me to make a living Mm -hmm. in the South. I don't know. How do you feel about it, Max?
4: about living in the South
3: yeah because um, I mean you were, like you went to like art school in the South like you were set up to live as an artist in the South and you chose to come to Portland
4: I mean I don't know how much I was like set up for it I went to like um, undergrad at the state school and um, I think part of it is like maybe I could have like tried to make my bones like in the city um, fighting all the other um, people with similar degrees but i you know, moved moved away for greener pastures to um but i think like um i have like two points um to your point um i didn't know about any of this until you you brought it up i didn't know that there was a bird called a starling mm-hmm. but a starlings are the type of bird that do murmurate or make mm. murmurations I've never heard of that which before which is uh, beautiful formations as they fly as a group before settling down to the evening um, and then also then the second thing I was thinking about when y'all were talking was this like these, like black genius and like how especially like even within the context of art and like how um, I always think specifically with like abstract expressionism and like Jackson Pollock mm. how like Jackson Pollock and like these other artists are like his time were like created or credited for like abstraction expressionism and this like death of form and this expansion of like this visual medium but then like i always forget who like wrote this article but then there's like this like, article or idea about like jackson pollock was actually like um what's the word possessed by black people via jazz music and that like yeah. he didn't really create those paintings it was actually black people but then even like further than that that there's like all these artists from, like, 10, 15 years before Jackson Bullock was even making his paintings, he's like, black artists that were, like, doing the exact same thing and only, like, more recently are starting to be acknowledged in the abstract, like, uh, expressionist canon as, like, oh, actually, like, what Jackson Bullock was doing was not, like, new or innovative. Well, black actually, artists
3: like, weren't allowed to be abstract. Right. but because I'm Because they had like, to demonstrate their technique. But I'm saying
4: there, there was this, like, school of, like, black artists that were, like, you know, form of splashing, like, doing all the Jackson Pollock shit. Too, yeah. But, like, ten years before that. Yeah. And then are only nowadays being like, oh, actually, like, these, like, black people were doing it well well before Jackson Pollock, who was already influenced by black people. Mm-hmm. Possessed by black people. Possessed.
3: Possessed, right.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Like, which I think is, like, a great way
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <coughs>
1: well well if it's okay just to add a little bit i thought a little bit more about what you're saying i think i think for me like you know you i kind of feel like this myth of the flying african is like what i would call like my fairy god story mm-hmm. like it's just the symbolism and it means a lot to me and is a somehow how i approach my thought process like you know there are black artists I know who I grew up with, and then those I don't know who are still creating in Memphis. And even there's a area of town called Black called uh, called um, called Orange Mound, and I forget the exact technical details, but it was one of the first like established black communities. I forget the exact term, so I'm not gonna like bungle it but there's a there's a gallery a black owned gallery that opened up there a couple years ago called tone called tone called tone the memphis i think and they're like building this development i mean it's interesting because there you have people who stay and people who go and like sometimes the people who go i mean i very much think of myself kind of like that flight pattern like you're moving from one space to another you're getting things to bring back and share and, and move like across communities like mm-hmm. I, I'm i not going to say I couldn't have done who I don't I like I you know I didn't plan to be in Portland I'm going to say I'm not going to say what I couldn't have done elsewhere who knows I could have been doing something completely different around the same stuff who knows if I would have been more well known or less known or whatever but I do think that there's a way that I've been able to build capacity here mm and continue to build capacity in ways that for me as an artist may have been more like it could have been difficult differently in Memphis and it doesn't mean that I'm not in Memphis or my spirit isn't in Memphis because my family's there Mm. but I'm curious about allowing ourselves to cross pollinate not silo ourselves around where we're at and where somebody was at and who stayed and who went and rather realize that like we were already like dispersed and dislocated Mm -hmm. so like we're already like moving in and out influencing each other and so I'm just interested in that and a lot of my interests right now are really around like activation of the knowledge and the impact and the influence of black artists here you know like it's i don't know all of it's an activation yeah but that's what i thought just replying i like that i like this this idea of Mm cross-pollinating
3: i mean it kind of fits in for me to this idea of how like arbitrary these kind of like regional and national and international borders are Mm -hmm. at this point and how they're basically just kind of tools of the state Mm -hmm. um these sort of regulations that are imposed on moving bodies mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a heart and a soul to the South that will always live with me, but mm-hmm. I feel like I've made a home in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, that fits with who I am now. So, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah,
4: I was really. Um, I, didn't do it. I was really, yeah, I was really like uh, clicked click on to the idea of like this idea that like what is not like what does it like matter about like where we are from like in the US but this idea that like we're all like from these different places and they do matter but they shouldn't like be the only thing that matters or they shouldn't like divide us like us being from different places shouldn't divide us but that your idea that like we're already dispersed and like dislocated mm-hmm. I think is really interesting and like really powerful and this idea of like the subjectivity of like time in relation to that because like you know like you're looking at a thing from like maybe a lifetime and you're like oh somebody like lives in this one place a whole life versus like looking at things from like centuries and like oh yeah like these people have moved here moved over here and like now this group of people have been like spread out mm-hmm. through this whole new place and um in a lot of ways it that like i think that idea like i appreciate it because it feels like freeing or like liberating in some way it doesn't feel like this constraint it doesn't feel like this thing that's um restricting but in a but in the opposite sense of like that um thinking about like thinking about us in like that way feels like liberating Mm -hmm. it feels like one less barrier Mm -hmm. potentially Mm -hmm. so yeah Mm i definitely get into that i appreciate that yeah yeah no same
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm
3: So I want to do a flashback to the first time I I saw you. And it wasn't in person. It was on the TV. Oh. <laughs> um, you were featured um, in a show um, hosted by W. Kamau Bell. Um, and it was about your work on the Black Portlanders. Um, And I remember being sort of like fascinated with this idea of using photography as this sort of archive um, to counteract erasure um, and the work that you were doing there. And then, I mean, this is before I knew I would eventually move to Portland. Mm. Um, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I am curious about like you are, for all intents and purposes, like you are kind of nationally known, like your work is known in this very specific way um, um, due to these very specific platforms. And I'm wondering how like you feel about the sort of popularization of your work and whether or not it's affected your practice in any way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. That's so interesting. I. That's such an interesting perspective. And wow, I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Um, it's so curious because I do feel like known in some ways here in the city. Mm-hmm. I do think there are people who know about the Black pollanders or the work. I guess I don't experience myself as like famous per se or mm-hmm. like even particularly well known in like arts circles or knowledge outside of this city I feel I feel pretty connected here in the city but Mm -hmm. I will say that like like and yeah this does kind of go to like what what, what do you experience in different places like how are you acknowledged in different places and like who understands what you're doing on an intuitive level you know like because you need people who understand what you're doing on an intuitive level mm-hmm. like not like well this is the plan you know but like what does this mean in like an emotional spirit like cultural or ancestral sense like even without the plan and I feel like that work the black pulling once again really stemmed out of the people could fly project in terms of like, this is one place I was after doing that project with my sisters. And it was just like another story of the story. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that book The people could fly by Virginia Hamilton is a anthology mm-hmm. of like black American folk tales. And I kind of think for myself, uh, the myth of the flying African is like several tales, like in this story of like black people or different generations of black people who came here in different ways and like um, have continued to do what they do some leaving, some staying coming back I guess coming back to your original question like it's like yeah, it felt very intuitive to jump into doing that cuz it was just like, okay, I already been doing camera stuff, I already been talking to people like and also to like let yourself grow cuz you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like especially when with works where it's like livingness like living people, like being in connection with communities and also you're a living being like you also change in ways that are imperceptible to you initially on timelines that you don't understand Hmm. and i feel like that's kind of what happened with that like or what's happening like i started out just introducing myself and making street portraits and then it moved towards like broader invest not investigations but engagements with like things that I experienced after in the aftermath where people see what you're doing and it's exciting and but you're still experiencing stuff challenges that you experience in life but also specific ones that black people experience Mm -hmm. whether it's like housing insecurity Mm -hmm. or having resources or family security you know like and I'm trying to connect to your original question so then this work around black artists really stem from like questions of how black artists here existed before I was here like yeah, how did people survive like do you even know their names like yeah. and like if I'm doing all this work and like will people even know what I did later mm-hmm. like not even like on a point of like Y'all have to know who I am, but will you feel the impact of what I put all this effort into? And it definitely changed my approach, you know. Like certain things I was experiencing, also when people are excited about what you're doing, but they don't understand the under components. Like Mm -hmm. this isn't about. I love photographs and I love the imaginative process, but ultimately it's not about this isn't about photographs it's more about like black livingness and Mm -hmm. community and feeling like in space with people and there's something about photographs similar to this like thing of the starlings and also like the memorations where it's like I have all these like portraits that is not the people but it can point to the it can point to the, I don't want to say flop. That's a weird word, but like it can point to the plethora of us, you know, it can imagine even like that collage I made where it was so many people like the one I made for you all thing. And I had like looked, I had sourced like the Charlotte or I had sourced the, the Rutherford collection of like black, of black, of, historic black historic black newspapers here and included
6: it's over at
1: it's over at PSU so like the Rutherford family who's like this they were I think they co-founded like the NAACP here or the Urban League they just had this like historic like archive of black papers Yeah. and I know I'm, I'm going in a circle to get to what you're saying but I included that in the the, um, the group show that you all did, you know, I included those images and cutouts from that among my portraits mm-hmm. and so I'm trying to get back to what you're saying what what? I, I guess I just want to do real stuff even when it's not like always the next trajectory that I or people expect like if I'm following my like questioning and my intuition then i will hope i'll be doing the right stuff even i have to circle back to like complete things that Mm -hmm. i need to complete i know that's i'm trying to remember your original question but yeah Yeah. i'm still just here a black person like everybody else in this city yeah dealing with stuff and figuring it out and just trying to have a good time with (laughs) (laughs) y'all something like that yeah
3: no, that answers my question. Mm-hmm. I know. I. I mean, I can. I can't relate, obviously, but I can. I can try to understand how interesting and different it is when your audience changes for the kind of, particularly for the kind of work that you're doing on a platform that typically tends to flatten that kind of work.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, like yeah. you mean,
1: like Tumblr? You, you mean like a? No, like I mean, in terms of like the platform.
3: Like television. Oh, that. Oh,
1: okay. Okay, got you. Got you. Okay, yeah. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Honestly, I, I feel known here, but I don't feel famous. Like I'm just, I'm just catching the bus, you know. (laughs) I'm just up here. I'm just up here. I'm just up here wearing like some mishmash socks, (laughs) trying to get up here on (laughs) (laughs) time. yeah well you're famous to me so thanks forward. likewise <laughs> i mean that i really mean that ah.
4: um i'm wondering like you've kind of like mentioned it um several different times but if you could just like speak to or inform our listeners about the people who fly project
1: mm-hmm.
4: um and like what that is and like what it entails
1: yeah, yeah. Well, the myth of the fly African is like all throughout Black Atlantic experience storytelling. If you're talking about Tony Tony Morrison's Song of Solomon, mm. talking about Paul 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 Marshall's like Praise Song for the Widow, like um, Gil Jones' um, song for Palmaris, like even in like face like Ringo's like um what's the name of that book it's two of them uh Harriet Tubman's Underground Railroad in the sky I'm probably getting the title wrong like you know uh like this jazz standard flying home like this like the myth of the flying african like basically it takes different forms but one of the most known ones is like You know, uh, black people who were enslaved, you know, black people who could fly, like, in whatever means. Like, whether they physically had wings, they could just literally lift up. And they were brought here, somehow they were enslaved and, you know, like, captured here. And in the process, either they, like, lost some capacity to fly, seemingly. And then there's a, something that happens, there's some catalyst that happens in the different like renderings of this folktale which actually emerges is from like black people who were enslaved here. Like that's when it comes about. But there's something that happens, some catalyst and they remember and they're able to fly home somewhere. They're able to fly and get, you know, leave this place. And, uh, and so I was, I first heard about this story when I was a child through Virginia Hamilton's book The people could fly, which is kind of like a black children's book standard, you know, like and she is so amazing. She was so amazing. She was like she won the MacArthur Genius Award the same year as Octavia Butler. Mm-hmm. Um she won the Hans Christian uh the Hans Christian uh the Hans Christian Anderson Award, the like uh she won the I believe the I believe the I believe the I believe the The um, like the the national uh like book award for um, what's the name of that book? Just like she's just amazing. She's amazing, and uh, just thinking about also like, yeah, like uh, like that book, MC Higgins the Great, The Planet of Junior Brown, like. Like, she was creating, like, black, like, books for, like, about black youth. I feel like Zeely was published in, like, 1967. And so, I put her on par with, with Toni Morrison. She was also from Ohio. Um, and, yeah, like, I'm also taking some divergence. But basically, when I was, like, 20, I was in college, I... I conceptualized this project because my dad he had like he like worked he did baggage at the air, at the at the at the airport. So we had these like flying privileges, like oh, wow. so we could fly in the states for free and go out of the country for just like taxes. Oh wow! So yeah, so I was like, I, we need to do something with this. So I, you know, worked with my sisters and we, I was I already felt connected to this story, but just conceptualized this project around how we um, could embody this story, you know, like, and you know, we were young then, like, I feel like I was 20 and I'm like 35 now, I've had a lot more time to consider this story. but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just traveled, like, talking to people about flight, about their dreams, taking pictures, filming, doing some performance. Um, so, that was that project. But even though, you know, I got out of college and I I came here, um, like, a year or so later. But, you know, even during that process, like, I could go anywhere, but I was applying for grants and not getting them. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I was, like, writing all these emails and, like, people don't really be believing in, like, young people and also young black girls. Like, what? I can, uh, uh, but I still didn't, you know. And so, but I, you know, we were doing it even without grant funding. Like, so it was really this, like, I don't even call it performance art. It was just, like, this is, I'm going to make this life. Mm -hmm. Like, this story is real. Like, I was, like, really in that space. We were really in that space, like, of journeys and adventures and, like, and just people not being able to tell you nothing. And, like, I'm gonna do this. This is real. Like, black dreaming is real. Black myth, like, being able to kind of, like, listen to our ancestors, their dreams. Like, that this is, like, an artifact of black dreaming, of, like, black people who were enslaved, like, Like, I don't know how, I don't know how much whatever you could get than that. So, I guess I still think along those terms and I just imagine flight and black communities. And that was really the priming ground for me to even consider to be able to come to this place and do some of the stuff I've done here. Because it's just commitment to, like, black life, black dreaming, black continuance, black authority. Mm -hmm. Like us doing like whatever really the fuck we want to do whenever we want to do it like lift <laughs> it up come down leave go stay like all of those things so yeah. though i'm not you know actively i'm not doing the black the people could fly project in the same way i was doing it with my sisters when i was 20 kalima and 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 me were like they were like 19 20. I feel like a mentor was like 15 like we went to Djibouti oh. like when like me Kalima and a mentor we like uh, you yeah, know like 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 we went there together like when a mentor was 15 like hmm. which is like pretty cool to like have this project and just like somehow get to East Africa. Um, so just like, yeah, just trying stuff. And sometimes I, you know, you live and you're an adult, and you get a little bit more like whatever you get. But I'm just like, I admired myself back then. And I like want to get back to that spirit of just like, we're gonna go when we want to go. Um, yeah.
4: Um. Yeah, I have so many things to say. Thank you for sharing all that. That's like really amazing. That story that project. Mhm. Um. So many things. Um. I don't even know where to start now. Uh, I like. I was, I was. Virginia Hamilton, as you said, uh born in Ohio, born in Yellow Springs, Ohio, mm-hmm. but she also died in Dayton, Ohio. Okay. Is, I said I grew up in Dallas, but I was actually born in Dayton, Ohio.
1: Oh, so uh, okay.
4: Dayton, Ohio. Um. This also. This is a random question, but um. Thinking about like your like the way you were talking about like uh, her writing and stuff like that, I wonder if uh, you've ever heard of like a book called. Uh, Ziggy and the black dinosaurs.
1: Oh my god. No. But it sounds amazing.
4: I remember there is like um this other this other writer, um I only know this kind of I have a computer in front of me. Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> <I'm
2: just>
4: like, <laughs> um, but Sharon um M. Daper Draper, who's uh from Ohio, okay. wrote Ziggy and the Black Dinosaurs. And um I remember like hearing giving that book um as like a little kid and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's like a Harry the Spy, but like black kids and stuff, or whatever. Dang. Like party boys but black kids. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um But I'm really interested in this uh in this idea of like Remembering as power and I think Melly and I before this episode started were talking about, you know, so much of, like, whiteness is, like, forgetting and, like, severing history and memory, mm-hmm. but, like, this idea that, like, sometimes it's just the idea of, like, remembering Dang. your power mm-hmm. in order to, like, be able to achieve these things, like you were saying, like, people, like, all they had to do was, like, remember that they could fly mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. they could fly, mm-hmm. um, and the idea of, like, what your ancestors dreamed,
2: mm-hmm. and,
4: like, you know, maybe even you or, like, us or, like, we being, like, our ancestors, like, wildest dreams mm-hmm. in, like, these ways. Mm -hmm. Um, that we exist
1: dang yeah thanks for that that gave me chills because you need to talk about it like Mm -hmm. it's not just knowing it there's a part at the end of this story of of Virginia Hamilton's like telling of that myth that she says like she talked about like you know like black people who are enslaved how they so love like firelight and freedom and telling and she said um oh she said something like i don't know they told it to me and like now i've told it to you and like just even you speaking that back to me about like what resonated with you about remembering just brings me chills like because we do need to be like telling each other the same stuff over and over again and it's not gonna ever not be good Mm -hmm. like it's not gonna ever not Give us like what we need. Like it's not just the fact; it's the like it coming from us to us. Like thanks, because I, you know, I'm I'm trying to remember my that I can fly. You know, <laughs> still like I can get up out of here if I want to. Yeah,
4: yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think no, I think that's amazing. Um, my next question is kind of tangential, unless you have something. For... I
3: I I do have something okay um, so you you mentioned your sisters um, for those who are not in the know about the Abioto family yeah. um, how many sisters do you have uh, four sisters yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. are they all in the arts yes mm-hmm. I kind of think of you all as kind of this arts legacy in Portland like the Medici family because <laughs> you're all doing such like cool stuff but it's all very different too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think I think that's kind of fascinating um and that kind of leads me to my next question what is your arts origin
1: story oh okay cool it's kind of like okay I appreciate that (laughs) um my arts origin story I love origin stories and like myths Mm -hmm. like recalling your myth and like remembering it as a source of power Mm -hmm. like art's origin story so both of my parents are artists my mom is a writer amazing person just like would make amazing stuff at the house and now i i would now i'm a. now i say from just being out in the world that she's like and i don't even know how to say this word because um like because once again i studied dance and english not like visual arts mm you know in college but it's like I. but now I'm able to identify her as like an assemblage artist mm. like the stuff she puts together how she arranges stuff like yeah she papered our there was a room in the house that she like I remember she got this blue fabric and like papered it or like instead of wallpaper it was like this blue fabric that she put all up wow. and like so, my mom is an artist, a storyteller. Not even, I was not even teller, it's like story riverer. Like, it's some deep water thing. Like, hmm. that's what I would say. And then, um, and she's from Greenville, Mississippi. Mm. Oh. And then, okay. <laughs> wow. And then my dad is from Memphis, and so he's the youngest of 14 um people human beings (laughs) (laughs) and he's a arts educator he's a like uh he's a musician he plays all these instruments he plays drums like djembe congas flute saxophone kalimba he plays all these instruments like shakeray yeah um And so, like, going up, there were a lot of, like, artists around, like, and you don't even know who they are when you're young, but you're just around them, you know, you're going to rehearsals, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, so just being around that kind of, but also, like, not just arts, but arts and, like, black liberation and, like, just black stuff. (laughs) (laughs) just like black stuff just being around black people who are just like okay we're doing black stuff Mm. you know because it's like you need to learn about stuff you need to know who's doing stuff like a whole bunch of like black and like you know learning about like african cultures and like that kind of situation um, and it's interesting that also takes shape, interestingly, in the South too, like communities of Black people who are considering that kind of stuff. But yeah, so arts origin stories, like one of the people who was this like dancer that we knew, his name was Arthur Hall, mm-hmm. and he like uh, he had this like uh, he he was also from also from Memphis and like was maybe a generation older than my dad and so he had this like African dance company in like Philadelphia and was like... Yeah, that name sounds really familiar. Yeah, and was like touring and everything and this like production company called 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 um, called I- Ile Ife and so just people around you who are like doing things. I remember like Etheridge Etheridge Knight came by the house like different just black people like Mm -hmm. yeah so I think I would just say you know and then just people like performers Sakita McKinley like just different just black arts community you Mm -hmm. know and I, I think why I'm so interested in black arts community now and like gathering together having good times like Cause it's cause of that, like, it's not just like the work of like arts admin and like, you know, putting in a grant and like and, and like explaining what you're doing to somebody. It's like being in a room with each other and like not even really knowing what we're talking about. And like, and through that, we talk about what we actually want to talk about. And like, I, I just want to have those moments with each other. Like, cause I feel like there's so much with blackness where it's like, we always have to be like, working or like put in the work this is the work it's not that you don't have the work but it's also like yeah i just that's where we make what we want to really be about and i'm so grateful just to be here with you all for real for real like because you can just be out here you know even though we're out here still kind of alone working on your stuff but this is just what is really what you're really i just think about all the like grants and stuff i'm working on right now like this is what i'm trying to get to like mm-hmm. this is where it feels real good yeah, yeah. thank y'all thank you thank mm-hmm.
4: you yeah no Oh yeah I, thank you for saying all that i don't Like, yeah like all the bullshit they you go through to have moments of community and then even thinking about this idea of like black like people getting together to like be creative and then it feeling like work versus um the moments where it's like oh yeah it's like not doing the work and it's like the celebration of each other mm-hmm. of self of existence but that like how that fuels the work in mm-hmm. so many ways it's like what are we doing the work for it's like oh yeah we're doing the work for this mm-hmm. and like how they kind of like it's like the circle that um, but I kind of like a two-parter. My first question is kind of like a silly, small question, but my second question is more about like what we're talking about. Um, but uh, this is something I'd always like—not always wondered, but like I care about sometimes. But um, being from Tennessee, is there a rivalry between Tennessee and Kentucky? <laughs>
1: oh dang! Oh wow! I don't know anything about that, but I would say that probably because like. I feel like stuff you know sometimes sometimes like the family you enter my family you know I mean in terms of my immediate family like we never watch sports I don't know if it's a sports thing mm-hmm. I don't know I didn't catch wind of it and
2: then Wait,
1: um, sorry. where did you hear about that yeah I'm sorry go
3: ahead I, w- I wanted to add a question to that question do you please. mind No, 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 please. so you're from Memphis I'm curious like you know you I mean, I feel like you have kind of been involved in music, um, and your family's been involved in music. Do you have any interest in Nashville
1: oh. at all? Because I know
3: Nashville has like deep musical roots mm. as well.
1: You know, that's such a like curious question, and you could come at it from a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to come in from like both ways, like. Yeah. Ooh, okay I think it kind of still has to do with like Oregon and black places like Mm -hmm. where even when it looks like a white place it's a black place Mm -hmm. like and I know like I said I haven't lived in Tennessee for I don't know 12 or 13 years something like that and I know that that city has gone through a lot of changes and you know but there's also the history of like Grand Ole Opry there but then you also have the history of Fisk and like the Jubilee Singers and like mm-hmm. you know and you have the like I don't know if there's a rivalry honestly natural even though it's close it felt a little far in my imagination okay uh, but I always feel like if it's a white seeming in place there's black history there
5: yeah
1: that Somebody, you gonna find somebody there doing, like, the utmost optimum thing. And so I feel like I, similarly to, like, this project, The Black, where I've been going to different places, different cities, you can always find, like, you can find Black people almost everywhere and you can find black and when you and like where you find black people you're always going to have find black artists and black artistry Mm -hmm. not just as like a profession but as a consequence of our living and so yeah i guess i don't have any problem with nashville i i don't know how other people experience it but if i go there i'm gonna find some black people (laughs) doing what they're doing which shouldn't be a problem because it's also like tsu there like Mm
3: -hmm. yeah i don't have a problem with nashville yeah there's always black people <laughs>
4: yeah, that's what I love. Like I think people are like, truly doable. Yeah. Um, you like kinda like spoken to this like, a little bit throughout the conversation, but I'm curious um about your performance work specifically, like the performance work you've done, the performances you've just like been a part of. I know you're like currently working on the performance or like a part of a performance that's currently in the process. But also I'm interested in the in this that like, you got your um degree in dance or like part of your dance mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, how dance like plays a role in your life or like a role in your life growing up or mm-hmm. like all that stuff the whole umbrella
1: yeah <laughs> thanks thanks let me see how to open my mind to say talking about that yeah i think like coming back to like the art's origin story like the people that i was around the music the drums the dancing the theater there's a company that like my dad was in a, a, like along with a lot of the black artists the kind of older than me black artists i grew up in um called the called the called the called the called the nubian theater company and so you know they're black storytellers named there's a storyteller named um named uh, named, uh, named, uh, Daryl like Ferguson. Arthur Hall was a part mm-hmm. of that theater company, and they actually did a production of the People Could Fly that I saw when I was like ten or so. Oh. Um. So, but when I think about Arthur Hall, and I think about the dancers that uh, John 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 Sullivan is this dancer. And he would do these big barrel turns. I just remember him like being like vertical, like being like horizontal in the air and his pants just like woof, woof, woof. And like, I just feel like I just get, God received such a concentrated energy and spirit from them around like being present with your spirit to let it come through in the moment without questioning yourself. And I feel like at the heart of that space and Arthur Hall, as I've looked into some of these people as I've gotten older, like he was doing like dance films and like was had this has this film that he was yeah, and we're like, you know, like, um, like, um, with this production company, like just wearing, like, you know, just wearing these garments that are white, you know, the, like, in terms of just the religion Mm -hmm. aspect of, like, these, of these Nigerian kind of religions, and, oh, I just feel like, coming back to even thinking about this, uh, piece that I'm in with, uh, Taka, with Taka Yamamoto, Mm -hmm. um, opacity of performance and so I have a solo in there and I'm in it with uh seven other performers or actually they are people. They're not all even performers like uh Garrick uh Garrick Imatani. Oh, I didn't know Garrick was in that. Yeah, yeah. uh like like uh, um like Sydney Jackson, mm-hmm. Roland Wu. Huh. Like um yeah, and it's been such a blessed space because even just I have to keep remembering that I can fly, like you get lost in stuff and because my a lot of my work has been very heavy on like communities and mm-hmm. photographs, like that's detailed work and I can kinda get lost in it, but just like, oh, I'm here. Like, <laughs> like oh, I'm here, I'm a person. You know, like I have my own sensibilities that you know I don't have to get permission for and so I will you know I have this solo and I've been working with Taka and it was cool to just and so this past weekend uh, we like shared some of our solos um. so just having some improvisation and like some prepared things and then also like singing one of my sister's songs in there feels really special mm. Um. so yeah I think I would just say like I, I long for that more like I feel like that kind of caretaking we were talk- that I was mentioning of like other pe- people's photographs and images is like um, I, I love that work of doing this but it's also a big responsibility that sometimes I don't know if I take it too seriously but because you know there's so much that can go wrong and black people have been engaged so not rightly you like mm-hmm. sometimes you would be like there can just be a kind of fear or trepidation around like doing things right and i I definitely feel like I I want to remember that you know just enjoy my own body like my own sensations um but yeah i I love I love that place like you don't have to explain anything to anybody improvisation is very important to me and also like enjoying like singing a lot like not because I want to be like a singer who is doing concerts and performances but just like as a way of like feeling my spirit in company with other people
5: mm-hmm.
1: it's just something about like the resonance the vibrations inside of your own body yeah so I yeah something like that I hope that answers something yeah
4: yeah it does you're also part of uh oops. yeah it does um okay. you're also part of the um correct me if i'm wrong you're also part of the vanessa german um tva performance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what was that like or how was that
1: yeah yeah well i mean i think that the work that uh vanessa german is doing is, is beautiful like the the colors the like mm-hmm dressing black women or dressing them in company with themselves like mm. um, just like visually and aesthetically like, uh, like really creating a vision I mean I really in many ways consider I mean I'm not sure how she considers it you know how she defines it but uh, very much like sensory visual arts mm. you know like um, there's something beautiful in, in fabric and touching fabric and, like, adorning yourself and, like, adorning black women. Um, yeah, and I know she also has a sculptural practice or, or that she makes... I don't know what you would call them. I haven't, like, it's is deeply extensively into her work, but... Yeah, I mean, I... Black women, like anybody in the world, are deeply complex and mm. passing through our pathways. Like, yeah, you know, we we just continue to move in our pathways and do what we feel we need to be doing. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so those like you kind of like touch on like performances that you're like a part of. And I'm wondering, um, do you have any like upcoming performances or like projects? That are like um, solo, or that you're like um, mm-hmm. the the force behind, I guess, or whatever.
1: Yeah. Is. Well, you know, even though this is kind of a, I don't know if it would be like an ensemble thing, but I'm very excited about Taka's work. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's late January that it'll be at the Portland Art Museum. Oh, okay. and so I'm excited about that. It's just such a special process and. It's so awesome to learn from other people's works and Mm -hmm. for other people to offer containers for you to, like, be yourself. Because the administrative part, you know, it's, like, a lot. You know, so I'm so thankful for that, for him creating the space for me to move and dance and, and, like, sing and just resonate. And then... I don't know that I have any other performances coming up, and I would like to. The other day I was thinking about, because for years I was like, I should do like a solo dance performance somewhere. Like that'd be nice. I used to do that more, but yeah. I haven't really. Even though people know that I do dance, I don't know that people know my dance here. Yeah. Which is, you know. I
3: mean, I will say I I remember you did some performance. Um, in the show that, um, that our last guest curated, the Brown Sugar show, um, Christine Miller. Oh, yeah. Curated, okay. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Um, I think I've seen you do performance like twice mm-hmm. the entire time I've been here. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. And I, I, it's kind of like these things are coming back to yourself. Yeah. Like, I really will... I don't want to say... I don't want to just keep putting it into the future, but I really want to have that part of myself you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but that and then uh, I'm curating based on all this research around black artists uh I'm that I've been doing since 2018 like also informed by just the living experience of being here and like you know also wondering who were black artists you know in different generations here like yeah um so um I had been doing that research and worked on a long-form piece for Oregon Oregon Humanities. Um, and so last year, around this time, I was invited by Portland Art Museum to curate an exhibit based on that research. So that should open, you know, like, late 2022 Ooh, or 2023. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited just because I, you know, like, I've had difficult times in this city and, like, there was a he, like you need to know how, like our spirit for us like mm-hmm. yeah you need to know you need stuff to like you just need that and like just like being here with you all like I'm rejuvenated I'm reminded like mm-hmm. I, I'm reminded of what matters like not just in a word sense but like in the embodied sense and so I'm excited to be able to like share that impulse with like us among us you know mm-hmm. like and put us in in the like every place that we should want to be you know and that's just one of them mm-hmm. um and then a, a also from that research i a couple years ago i had a envi- start envisioning a like retreat residency gathering for a black Oregon artist mm-hmm. um and so i started envisioning that in 2018. And so just with the process of things, sometimes I got to get better about saying stuff because I don't always be telling people <laughs> stuff all the time. And I, I'm, I'm kind of working on it because sometimes you would be like, okay, I'll say this then. Or, I'll say this then. like. But then you sometimes you just got to say stuff so that life can get rolling into the mm-hmm. stuff you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I've been developing this gathering of black artists, like a three to four day like residency mm-hmm. retreat. Um black artists in Oregon, black artists connected to Oregon, um, to just to kind of like, coming back to that thing around like, well, we always have to work on something in the future. Well, no one we need to celebrate what we've already done. Like, mm-hmm. and just be among each other, like cackle and laugh and have some drinks and blah, <laughs> blah. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I actually applied for um, creative grant through Oregon Community Foundation. The same grant that partially funded like Taka's work. And so I did get that in August. Oh. To support this thing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so it's going to happen next summer. That's one of like the big
3: dog grants, right?
1: Yeah. It's a uh, it's $100,000. Jesus. I think I floated out of my body for <laughs> a second. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. That's like life changing money. Yeah, yeah. And I hope it is, like, you know, in the sense of like you know, like doing how do I say this? Like I want us to have a good experience. Yeah. You know, like be held in warmth and food and company mm-hmm. and laughter and like remuneration for your time. Mm-hmm. You know, like and I'm still doing some more, like, fundraising and, like, writing for it. But just our collectivity, like, we're so brilliant. Like, mm. gosh, you know? Yeah. And, like, I just feel like in gathering, like, people say all, you say things, all, all kind of world, things, like, you can change the world. But, like, in gathering, like... We don't have to change the world. We could just change our own stuff if we want to. Like, yeah, we're already changing it just by being in company with one another. Like envisioning stuff. Like, I really believe in us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just, I just, yeah, I just, I'm just admire us so much. Like this, these, these people we know here. Like, you know hey, yeah, <laughs> like, hey, yeah i mean for real like no no
3: i feel like that i feel i feel like i have one of those moments like once every three months here like know, i like, can't believe that these people exist and that i actually know them i know felt that way about you
1: same <laughs> like, <laughs> same and i'm just like man if we just come together and like envision like not just met- work but just like enjoy each other's company like mm-hmm. talk of top shit and like and then along lot of the shit comes out like dreams and like- Imagining. Imagining and yeah. like forecasting and like talking about the good times and the hard times and like arts infrastructures. And like, I just feel like just having us together will be something that we make. So I've been working on that. And so a lot of arts admin stuff, that's why I'm saying a lot of arts admin stuff right now. I can only imagine. It's like, okay, put it in. Put it in so that we can get it out. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's kind of my stuff right now. Nice. Yeah. I
3: have to admit, like, I feel like Max has been on top of Arts Admin, but, like, for 2020 and most 2021, I just gave up. I was like, I'm not doing this right now. I'm just taking a break. I'm taking a moratorium Mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. all Arts Admin right now.
4: I don't know what that says about us, because I thought you were the one that was on top of (laughs) the Arts Admin.
3: (laughs) We dedicated most of that time for mutual aid so i didn't have to do that much art to no. <laughs> so <laughs> i thought
4: you were sending those
3: emails out <laughs> <laughs> yeah well okay so speaking of 2020 i want to i want to do another rollback flashback to 2020 um <laughs> um i was deep in quarantine i only ventured out two times i think um after like march in 2020 One of them was to go to the doctor for a dog bite, which is a whole other story I'm not gonna get into. But the other was to venture off um, to see a mural um, off of Grand Street, I believe. A beautiful mural um, of some wheat pasted photographs um, along with a quote by Samia Bashir. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were a part of that mural. So, I'd like to know a little bit about, like, the story of how that mural came about and mm-hmm. where it came from. Because it was definitely, like, for me, it was a highlight of a very bleak time <laughs> um, in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just yeah, going outside and just seeing that mural was just, like, kind of a beacon for mm. me, I think. But, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, dang. Well, of course, yeah, that means so much, like, hearing that. Because you make stuff and you just... And stuff you know, but
5: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, no. I mean, that came from a lot of stuff. I was asked by uh, this organization here, for, like, forest for the trees. They do like different mules around the city, mm-hmm. um, to do a mural. I'm trying to remember what the original like idea was, but for me, like, you know, it was in the middle of that summer. There were all these protests here, like on the streets all the time, mm-hmm. and. And I and I think yeah you need people who are gonna talk about all the time periods kind of like and and uh, you need all the stuff but like for me it was really about affirming black people not just protesting but affirming black people yes and affirming black life and living this and imagination affirming black films, black women black girls like um and so i have a deep archive and i look through my archive and so the selections were primarily um black girls, femmes and women from Portland and then some of my own like family members so my mom was included Mm. in that piece. I feel like there were like six or seven I forget the dimensions I feel like they were like ten or eight feet high, ten feet high or they were high, they were like big, they were pretty big big prints I think it felt like the wall was like, I don't know 30 or 40 feet Mm -hmm. wide, I forget the dimensions, and like 16 or so high, and so I, I, the selections were, there was a portrait of my mom throwing up these leaves, there were, there was a portrait of my sister, there was a portrait of, uh, this groundbreaking of, uh, justice, the first black woman supreme court justice here. She had like a like a high school named after her. So I had gone to the groundbreaking and so there were all these black women there. And so I there was a portrait that I made of like all of them together. Yeah. And uh and there's a artist named a uh, named uh, um named I'm going to spell it A N A K A uh Morris mm-hmm. uh, um and so i had a portrait of her over and over at over at mount Tabor oh. um yeah and so and also i had a a, a portrait of my aunt's uh my aunt's uh, i have you know i have seven aunts mm-hmm. and so um a couple years ago they had a a a a historic a historic like a historic marker put over on on over put over on put over on Main Street in Memphis about their um about their what they did during the civil rights movement down in Memphis like uh in terms of like the sit-ins and Mm -hmm. like in the libraries and in the stores they were I can't remember the year but they were in jet they were in jet they were in in jet in jet in Jed, in Jed Magazine as like the most, like the most arrested like family in the civil rights movement. Um, So they had, so I had like a picture of, I think like four of my aunts there. But, so I had these portraits and then I imagined what if I wanted some kind of text or uh, kind of associated with it. And I thought of this poem that darius uh like like carter gave me frame some years ago mm-hmm. um instruction final to brown poets from black girl with silver Leica. it's a poem in in in, in um, it's a poem in in it's a poem in nikki finney's like her book like like um like Paid off and split Mm. and then I guess so so like I had that on the top and on the bottom a quote from from Samia Bashir's field theories Uh, I think it's what is a thing of beauty if not us Mm -hmm. so just kind of a frame for this like looking like and seeing like I kind of like the end what is the thing of beauty if not us and then you have to look back to us you know it's like a circular a circular reading yeah so yeah, I just wanted to offer something, and I remember staying up real late one night brainstorming on it. I was like, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta, I gotta write Nikki Fitty, like <laughs> you know, like, I gotta see if she'll let me use this, you know. And then like also writing, writing. Oh, so you got Samir. permission
3: for all that?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I have reached out to another poet I know. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Just kind of because you're just trying stuff and you're learning as you're going, but yeah. So I sent her email mm-hmm. and I sent submit so, email, and of course. They already knew each other. Knowing, you know, like, knowing Samia, she's, a, you know, just amazing. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that was kind of it. But I just wanted to create some, something about us that was about us. Yeah. yeah. I just, for me, it was just a breath of fresh air. Because,
3: like you said, it was during the summer. And, you know, there were a lot of empty platitudes and people saying a lot of things um, that we would later come to find there was no follow-through on. But that that mural to me was doing the thing that everyone else was trying to do which was just celebrate blackness and celebrate black life
1: so thank you yeah mm. we're at it we're at it <laughs> together with each other
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Um, I have a question but before I get to that do you want a refill
1: oh yeah. I do I was I was like okay let me see if I can yeah. do a thing here
4: um, yes Um. then um, oh thank you I'm just like really interested or like moved, I guess is maybe like the better word, by like your interests in like the past and like history. Cause I think like, we kind of like touched about this earlier, but like I think so much of like whiteness and capitalism is like forgetting mm-hmm. and um, or thinking about the future or like immediate things. Mm-hmm. Be like, what's new, what's current. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about like, let's not, you know, understand the past better, let's just think of like a new thing mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. about. So like I really appreciate your interest in the past and like wanting to explore the past but also like through that like uplift artists from different generations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I know you've had like portraits of like RV Smith mm. and stuff like that. And um yeah, I just like I think that's like this really like interesting or almost like revolutionary way of, like, existing in a way that is very much, like, these, like, again, to this, like, earlier idea, like, these, like, um, these, like, divisions or barriers mm-hmm. aren't really real or, like, mm-hmm. aren't really true in this, like, Day. illusion of age or illusion of generation mm-hmm. when it's, like, yeah, like, who could say, like, how will we be perceived in, like, 30 years, mm-hmm. 20 years, 40 years, you know, 60, 70, 80 years, thousand yeah. years. Okay. Like, who can know these things? But I guess, because sometimes, like, I don't know how, because sometimes I know, like, I don't know how much I think about, like, the past in that way, or be like, oh, this thing that happened in the 60s is, like, important now, and, mm-hmm. like, it deserves to be, like, advocated for to get, like, a plaque or movement. But, you know, even seeing, like, the plaques, like, on Williams, mm-hmm. like, as we, like, walk up the street. Or even, um there's, a, I don't know what building it is. There's some building on, like, williams and russells that has like all those like black people like portraits on the side Mm. of it that just like tell you things and i didn't even know until like a month ago that unthink was like a black person Mm -hmm. like i knew about like unthink park and stuff like that but i didn't know that was like a person's name Mm -hmm. let alone like a black person's name yeah let alone that was like this doctor that contributed that was like a part of the black community here in portland yeah i just like yeah i think that's so important Um, to like remember the past especially like black past Mm -hmm. in this way that's like every it seems like everything else is so wanting to remove it Mm -hmm. because it's it's not like current or not fresh or whatever else
1: dang thanks for that so much (laughs) I'm inspired by you talking about this this way yeah it's wild like I think similar to like how I was talking about like performance or improvisation like listening to yourself without focusing so that you can hear what wants to come out. It's kind of how I feel about interacting with the past and like the assumed past. Like it's present, like Mm -hmm. these like presences that offered their present are present. Like there was something you were saying just then, like it's kind of, uh, I feel like there's this layer in my bed self, like I'm closing my eyes and I'm letting go of like certain aspects of my sensory world hmm. so I can kind of just like hear all the stuff and like not know myself so that what I what I know really is coming and i feel like that like it's kind of i don't want to say this word it's not psychic it's more like it's not even oracle it's just more like bones like just like the deepest layer of where we're at and Oh, how, I'm trying to get to how to say this. So that's the place that I'm trying to move from. But like when you move in that place, then stuff comes to you that if you just keep going, even if you don't, even if it's real hard, stuff just comes like it's just stuff like I'm so I'm like working on this big grant. And like, like right now, like it's due today with some, with some folks. <laughs> well, damn. <Okay. laughs> <all of> <laughs> Sorry to oh, take your no, right. no, no, this is restorative. This reminds me what it's all about. <laughs> and like last night, you know, sometimes you just don't feel as confident or you're like talking the truth and you're like, don't know if you received it well or. Mm-hmm or just all kinds of reasons why you gotta get in yourself, and I was like, okay, I gotta listen to some songs, I gotta, like, remember my spirit I gotta sing, whatever, blah 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 and then, I got an email from this man in San Francisco who's, like, telling me that, like, he has a print of, like, Thelma Johnson Street and, like, and so Thelma Johnson Street, she was born in, in, in she was born in 1911 in, in, in like, in, in in Yakima, uh, like in Yakima, Washington, and she grew up here. Like her family came here. Mm-hmm. She was a child. She was a, a a painter. Uh, you know, I don't know. You know, she did hand-based arts. I'm not a visual artist, so sometimes I forget. So if you're like, if you if you draw, is you, you just call yourself like what would you call yourself? Artist. Just like an artist. Yeah. Okay. Well, she did like you know paintings and she drew and like. She uh, worked on the Pan Pacific Union mural with 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 Diego uh, Rivera in like San Francisco, oh. and like she was like kind of assisted him and like painted. She was the first like black woman to have work collected by the Museum of 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 Modern Art in like 1942. Oh. And so like these these like black arts elders, who we don't know who 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 their spirit, you know. And so, I I had this moment last night where I'm in this moment where, like, you kind of got to get your spirit together, and then, like, somebody, like, texts me or, like, just, like, sends me an email about a print they have of hers, you know? It's just like, you just got to keep moving in spirit or something like that. They just randomly sent you this email? Yeah, they probably heard about the, or they probably somehow heard about that Puller Art Museum exhibit. Oh, okay. And so, you know, it's just, like, things like that, or... Thomas, or like, uh, or DeNorval, uh, De DeNorval, DeNorval, uh, like, U-N-T-H-A-N-K, like, the park, like, mm-hmm. unthank. He has a son, like, Thomas Unthank, who's like, I can I don't know, he may be in his 80s or early 90s now, who was an artist, and here is, like, here in the city, and was the... And was, like, and was like one of the founders of the Albina Art Center. So it's just like, I guess I just mean to say that like, there's something to like, one day we, I don't know, like, it's kind of like dance and movement. Like you kind of got to trust that there's something in, yeah, actually, yes. History is kind of improvisational because you don't really know what you're going to find. You don't know what's going to come at you. But like if you trust that the spirit of our energies of caretaking for each other and like is going to be there, then like. Yeah, no, like right now, the work we're doing, like is coming from some kind of care Mm -hmm. and just to feel like, okay. we're gonna be held in that care and other people are gonna be held in that care and like even if it gets lost or forgotten due to like whatever's going on like we'll keep emerging to show ourselves to ourselves or something like that yeah. like yeah and I I know that's kind of like not in a, a immense detail but I don't know it's kind of like those starlings like maybe we're just the same folks like flying in and out of each other hmm. like something like that yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: No, that's all, that's all, like, really beautiful and amazing. It and is. the things that you say, like, when I say back the what I think you're saying, and then you say that, like, fuels you, I feel like that's how I'm feeling with you. I'm just feeling, like, mm-hmm. so, like, gassed up, so inspired. So, like, mm-hmm. it's so beautiful. Same. It's so beautiful. Because, like, I feel like you one of the things you do is like just like show all these connections we have to each other, like black people specifically, like in this room, in this city, in this community like in this world, in this nation like all the different ways we are connected and just like it feels so empowering, so supportive so like welcoming and just like, I don't know, it's just amazing So I just appreciate you yeah, and the way you look at the world and all the work you're doing I feel like it's so important and so like Melanie was saying, like how Melanie was describing her experience of seeing your mural. I think your work's just like impactful, and it's hitting, and it like, as, like as people that experience it, I just thank you for making your work.
1: Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I mean, like I said, like we need to be with each other and like figuring out the connections. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's also some black southern shit right there. <laughs> like, figuring out, like, who knows, you know, uh. And, like, it's exciting, like, who's, who is, like, connected to who, like, who's in with who, like, mm-hmm. like, on every level, like, it's, it's just, like, how, you know, checking on somebody, going to stop by some, see somebody, and, like, how we just keep our, like, lives going. Yeah. Dang. <laughs>
3: uh. Yeah, <hell> yeah. <laughs> um so you know as we often do um we do a little research on our artists before we bring them on so I, I did some deep diving into your social media and <laughs> not that deep but <laughs> um I do know that you just you finished up a, a, a residency um at building five recently mm-hmm. um can you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah, well earlier this year I got an email around this space and uh doing doing a residency there. This like new space uh put together by like um there's a there's a man here named Ken I don't know how to say his last name, Uncle's he has these studios, these Portland art studios in different places around the city. Mm-hmm. And so in this in this one building Um, they built out this space. This it's like a five thousand square foot space. Looks huge. (laughs) Excuse me. And yeah, I was asked to do residency there, and I've been. Um, so I, uh, just you know, just kind of working with my family members on that residency. And yeah, I mean, I feel like if someone says offers you a residency in, like, this really beautiful 5,000 square foot (laughs) space that's like, what are you going to do with that? (laughs) Like, and so just, oh, this kind of goes back to that thing around past and temporality. Like, that was a few months ago, but also, like, you can activate things again, That was such a mad dash. Like, I just had this vision of these, like, big portraits. Mm -hmm. And I... For me, for my part of it, I, like, printed out these, like... I guess they're around, like, 3.5 feet by, Mm -hmm. like, 6 to 10 feet high. uh, Portraits on vellum. And... Some, they they were like oh what um I guess same like similar like three point five to four feet wide by like six to seven feet high on like like on like transparency like glossy film mm-hmm. uh and yeah just kind of mounted that in the space there was support um kind of like a. Uh, what do you call it? technical support. So uh, getting up on this lift, and this like, um, this, man, this man, this man, this man, this man Dimitri, who was a technical support, like putting these panels up like so, so high. It was like a big dream. Yeah. So yeah, I can answer any specific questions, but it's just like, you just try stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah Mm -hmm. did you feel
3: like you had the freedom to like experiment and to fail
1: mm, yes okay i think so in that like and also it was this this program was like first year doing this so it was also a learning experience for them okay in terms of like you know just technical stuff and also being in the midst of the pandemic Mm -hmm. you know the first person to do the residency I think they shared their work in, like, May or early June. It was, like, this big, oh, structure, a wooden structure made of, like... And they had a someone from the, I don't know, forgive me, because I don't know the name of these places. Maybe it was the Portland Symphony or something. Someone came to perform in there, and it was right at that point when we were like, oh, we have our vaccinations. We can be in places without masks. And like um, but then by the time that our thing came around, which was in August, then Delta was around. So it was just like stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was just, you know, you know, you're just figuring out stuff. But yeah, I I don't know that I well, I don't even know that I would say that I would gave my spirit. Spermi- oh, that's weird to say. Like I feel like when you're an artist and you're offered these big things you feel like you have to like to see on your own terms and like I was just printing I have a large format printer right and I was like okay, I have to get this done like because then once you do stuff then you can do it again you know and like you know, also if people see that you can do one thing then they see that you can do it again or else so I was like okay I had this big space like I gotta do this like <laughs> you know so yeah so and then also also, 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 my mom installed some of her writing. She did some of her work there. And then my sister, my sister, my sister, Medina, put up some of her artwork. And, yeah, just just, just figuring it out. Just trying something. It was crazy. It looked overwhelming. It was. <laughs> it was overwhelming. Yeah. And especially putting things up high on lists like like it like it wasn't just like you know I kind of learned how to how to use the scissor lift but then also that boom lift like it's kind of
3: intimidating you're talking about different kinds of lifts i'm still on the lift part <laughs> like wow yeah i can't really imagine the scale like that's
1: crazy <laughs> yeah and it, and it was because putting stuff up high you can't physically do it with your body right so when like just getting it up there felt like some kind of wonky dream. I had to just keep pushing forward into reality, and then it happened, and then it was like, oh. How did you affix it to, like, the surface? Like, what did you use? Yeah, well, I, oh, man. I spent time putting in all these grommets, Ooh. like, on the ground. I, my knees would, were, you know, because it was like, I, like, I got to get some knee pads. That's learning. <laughs> Oh my God. But I was just like putting in all these grommets and then like affixing it with like, you know, a uh, string. And like floss? It. Like, just like string I got from like a like okay. white cord string. Okay. hanging it up onto these beams and yeah, it was hung by grommets and string. Oh. I guess you figure it out. You no. Know, figure <laughs> out what, how you do it. Do you like working in that scale? I do like big prints. Okay. I do like big prints. I mean, I w- if I could have gone bigger, I would have. Oof. But I also like, I think, working at little prints, too. I also want to do some stuff with little prints, mm-hmm. like handheld things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I so much enjoy working with transparency, like glossy film and the that space is so well lit because of those high windows in there. Yeah. So just the light coming through. The, I really wanted to play with that. But just papers. I think I really love papers. Like, I have this, um, oh, this photo, like, rag paper. Oh, what's the name of that paper? Yes, I, just papers. Yeah. You know, it's like, ugh, hand stuff. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> this is pleasant it is with you all here this is pleasant
3: i do like i i have printed on vellum paper like granted it was not on that scale it was like eight by ten but um i like the way that ink looks on
1: vellum mm-hmm. it's like transparent vellum mm-hmm. it's really pretty
5: mm-hmm.
1: so Mine was I got two different kinds. I had one and then I like ran out and I got another one that wasn't as vellamy. Mm-hmm. But I like the matte kind of like <coughs> weird look. It yeah. was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let's print together sometime. Woo! Okay, I'm down for that. Let's do this. <laughs>
3: Nice. Yeah. All right. That would be joyous. I know you're saying that now, but I'm totally going to harass oh, you Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> please. Please
4: harass me. definitely cause... the kind of people that follow up on any, <laughs> oh, any stray, any stray uh, offer. <laughs>
3: Remember
4: this one time you said that thing? Well, we're here now.
1: <laughs> we're at the front door. So. <laughs> please, because the thing is, the thing about having a printer <laughs> is you can't use it all yourself, by yourself all the time. Mm. And so, like, I mean, well, part of it has to do with a lot of stuff. Like, I don't have a studio... And it is a intense moving it. And it's like, so I don't really use it as much as I should. Yeah. And, but with you all, I would gladly, we could have just a fun print session, just trial stuff. That'd be so fun. Okay. What, can, I can ask you, sorry, Max.
4: No, you definitely need a studio. I don't know how we can help facilitate that. <laughs> without have a studio all the
3: time. Yes. But I have a question about your printer. Did you... <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you like get uh did you get that funded by a grant or did you have to pay for that yourself?
1: Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, in twenty sixteen, summer twenty sixteen, I was just about to go to the car. I was like uh, trying to get back to Senegal, (laughs) and I was walking on what street was that? Belmont and like near Susan Chavez. Mm -hmm. I was crossing the street. With my bike and this car hit me like, uh, and I got kind of like that, that went in a place I did not see it going. <laughs> <laughs> this car hit me, I mean, it didn't hit me like wham impact, but you know, a car hits you like, and I and I kind of got like pinned a little bit to between my bike and the car, and so I didn't go to Senegal because hey, uh, but and it took a little while, but eventually I got a settlement oh. so. That's my settlement money. Well, I'm sorry you had to be hit by a car for that. <laughs> I mean- But I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay. But, I mean, it was some of my settlement money. I've never told anybody that story. Okay. But, you know, it's, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that printer was, oh, what was it, like $4,000 and then any right. con- consideration, the blah, blah. But it's interesting, because when did I buy that printer? 20, I must have had it like three years now. Mm -hmm. When did I get it? Oh, I got it in 2019. Oh, okay. Is that right? So that's pretty recent. Was it in 2019? Two years ago? I think it was. Pre-pandemic? It was right when I did this exhibit. Yes, it was 2019. So, but, yeah, I mean... Printers are funny because there's so much work. I, I you know, I, I, you know, I'm not gonna waste our time talking about printer. Stuff. I'm sorry. I feel like I could get into the weeds on this. Okay, but okay, I'm Well, sorry. you know, but like I'm telling you that I could get into the weeds on it too because it's like so much involved with I'm having for... a large format printer.
3: But Max is giving me that look, like shut the hell up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like we could get into you, can, you can, can talk off air. Okay, this. all <laughs> right. Technical stuff that like nobody would be interested in.
4: <laughs> <laughs> No, people care. People care about this stuff.
1: <laughs> they don't care about the printers <laughs> no,
4: they do care. care about
1: pain
4: <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you. Like I feel like, um, again, I just feel really warm and inspired by like all of our conversations and really appreciate um you being here, taking the time with us today mm-hmm. to talk about you, to talk about your practice stuff, talk about all the things you're interested in. Um yeah, so thank you
3: and can i can i add to that yeah Uh, never mind never mind it's fine go ahead (laughs) go ahead i'll just wait until the end
4: i don't have anything else to say we can just move on to whatever you want to say
3: okay um (laughs) i would like to say you know as someone who kind of gets down on themselves sometimes and then i get a little bit um cynical about the art world and how solipsistic it can be here Mm -hmm. um, and superficial. Like, you're Mm -hmm. always one of the things that, like, crosses my mind um, before I get to that place. Um, And just remembering you and your work kind of continuously grounds me in that, like, how wonderful things can be here and, like, the potential and the possibilities here. So thank you for that. Thanks.
1: Yeah. I feel so much the same. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I do know you all invited me here, but I could, like, heap too much praise on you.
6: <laughs> and
1: I know, I, like, I don't even know what time it is, so I don't even know how far we am. It's like
3: 4.30. <laughs> so I guess we need to start getting into our segments. Okay, Max is giving me the nod. All right, fine. Give me the cue. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's um, get into our segments. So um, first up, um, a newish segment called Y'all Could Have Kept That um, that I've started recently. Um, It's a special segment for people and organizations that decide to gift the world with something that nobody asked for. So today, I want to talk about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith and all the things that we know involuntarily about them and their marriage. Um, So, (laughs) you know, for many years now, I feel like um, Jada has been kind of slipping things in via Red Table Talk um, about, you know, just different things that she's gone through in her evolution as a human being that are tangentially related to her marriage but more recently I feel like they've gotten quite detailed about like the minutiae of their marriage and I think someone tweeted recently everything I know um, about Will and Jada is um, involuntary <laughs> and I, like I feel like that kind of sums it up for me Like, on one hand, I appreciate this black woman talking about the complexities of marriage um, and her journey and how she doesn't really believe in the the concept of marriage and how that's affected her relationship with Will. Um, Because I don't think that black women get a whole lot of space to do that. And then also there's the whole thing about how we make black cis men sacred so her even saying anything disparaging about Will Smith is seen as like this problem even if she's just being honest. On the other hand, why why do I have to know about her lingering feelings for Tupac and how that has affected her marriage? Like why do we need this information? Is this information that needs to be for public consumption or should it stay in the therapist's office? These are questions that I ask myself. So Um, for this segment on a scale of 1 to 10 1 being meh I don't really care and 10 being please please I beg of you to stop talking Intisar where do you fall on this
1: scale wow (laughs) dang who knew I'd be asked this question today (laughs) Mm. I think I'm gonna go with a solid 5 can I explain yes please hmm I haven't watched a lot of Red Table Talks, but I feel like there's things that you can't escape. Mm. And Red Table Talks, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith, all of that is something that in the cultural milieu, (laughs) you kind of can't escape. Right. And I kind of don't have an emotional valence either way but while also kind of having one. (laughs) Um, I feel like, wow, black women are complex. And sometimes I say that, oh, I hope this doesn't sound strange or disparaging. Sometimes I say black women are complex when I don't when I want to get space for the space of our humanity. And I don't understand it all. And I also <laughs> don't wanna say anything that will be disparaging to black women. <laughs> um, And that's not about Janet Pink and Smith, it's just about like, in general. Yeah. Like, I try to give us space for to like, explore the universe of ourselves and the world. And while there, I feel that there are things around that thing that the things that have been shared that I just don't super need to hear actually yeah I, was, I thought that recently I don't know what it was maybe <laughs> it was about the like Will Smith and the harem stuff and well I don't think I've heard that one something about who he imagined I don't know I don't, oh, why, why do I, why I need to repeat these things <laughs> <laughs> la, la, la. but <laughs> <laughs> like some stuff I don't, it's not like, you don't seek to seek information sometimes. hmm Like, I also, and I have not read this book yet, and I need to, I don't know what it is. And sometimes you have books, and oh, I just, you know, I love this moment with you all. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there's books you haven't read yet, but you imagine what could be inside of them. Mm-hmm. And that's what, Secret Lives of Black Church Women or something like that. You know oh. that book? There's a book that's like really... Secret Lives of what Black church women. It's like really been, you know, it's out there and, and that's kind of how I experienced this. Like wow, we had this black celebrity couple that's like sharing stuff that would never be shared. And I'm also like, okay, whatever y'all. Like <laughs> like they are living with something and I don't have to be party to it, but <laughs> I also appreciate the complexity because when do you know, like I, you know, I'm because I because in a different reality or story, we could be talking about how buttoned up and tied up and blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't know. I have I feel like a solid five. Like I I I feel like I could hold either thought process, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I also don't want to like. Maybe it's because my personal stuff. I Maybe I don't want to like, speak too disparagingly of them while also being like, I could feel either of those things you talked about. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Or like middle of the road. Like, you could l- give or take. Or take I it could see either point, but like... And I maybe felt either point. <laughs> but I also see like... I don't know, like, I know and I'm not particularly non-monogamous mm-hmm. if that makes sense but like, also like what does it mean for them to enter publicly that space? Like, But here's the thing, have they entered publicly that space? I feel like they've
3: sort of PR'd their way around that. Mm. Okay, that's realistic, I can get that. Like, I feel like There have been rumors about them in that space for a long time, but they have not said it with their whole chest. Mm. That whole entanglement thing was just like kind of a step around, Mm. I think.
1: I don't know. Dang. Oh, this, this, this is such a rich topic. It is. I feel like, I don't know, like, what stories are you interested in you know and i've seen that the stories and the information playing out i don't super engage it right but i can't almost escape it so <laughs> so it's just like okay i guess <laughs> and 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 i don't say that with disrespect to either of i'm just saying it's like i guess it's just out there i'm not the one publishing it or
5: yeah
1: so i guess i'm just around and but let's talk about you i love your twitter your twitter okay I'm, I'm turning around but i love your twitter commentary and i feel like this is in the vein of your twitter commentary i'm your biggest twitter fan oh thank you and even though i've been off twitter for whatever but i'm still your biggest <laughs> twitter fan. Yeah. I just for
3: for for context. I just retweet people who are much smarter and cleverer than me.
1: So mm, like, <laughs> I I will push back against that. <laughs> I feel that your contextualization is like ah. <laughs> I just every time it's just like ah, I'm just oh shit. <laughs> it's not that. It's something about how you. uh it's just like insightful. Sharp, funny, witty, accessible, like oh, it's just all of it, all, all of it. Thank you.
3: You're like my one follower, so I appreciate it. That's not true. <laughs> but whatever. I'm happy to be your biggest <laughs> fan. Alright. Um, I feel like I'm with you. I'm gonna give it a solid five. Like, cause I feel like they broach really interesting topics. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole fact that Jada has publicly stated she doesn't believe in the construct of marriage mm-hmm. is interesting to mm-hmm. me. And, like, it's talking publicly about all the issues that she's had as a person mm-hmm. in a marriage who doesn't believe in marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that's really compelling stuff.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: the more salacious stuff about Augusta Cena and, like, the ins and outs of their relationship... Where they're alluding to things, but not outright saying things because, you know, they have to keep their careers in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm genuinely just annoyed with all of it. Mm-hmm. It just feels so extra
1: mm-hmm. all the time. I hear that. Yeah. But it's, so, it's sometimes it's coming back to what you're saying about the past and the future and the past and future self. And this is a book that I bought, but I have not read yet because it happens. Um,
2: <laughs> okay what
1: is it it's the oh I'm blanking on the name let me, let me, let me, Um, oh my god it's that black woman scholar she has a book around like black girls and oh it's like pictures and photographs of like black women black girls who oh I'm blanking but I feel like Jada, Pinkett Smith, Will Smith their whole situation is years from now is gonna be the subject of black scholarship Mm, interesting like it is like years from now like 50 years from now we're gonna be like talking about like what this time how they affected like black thoughts around all the stuff that they're talking about on the red table like relationships and children and marriage and public things like it's gonna happen why am i blanking on the scholar's name okay whatever i can send it to you all later okay. but it came out like two or three years ago sadia hartman wait what what is this book what's that book oh wayward lives wayward lives yeah I feel like she it, talks about them in there well well, no, but I think there's this picture she's talking about black girls and what they were doing mm-hmm. there's, and there's this picture somewhere along with it, but there's this black girl. I don't know when when it was like nineteen teens or something, but she's like there's a picture of her, and she's like her like she's like not gonna be like taking a picture of like mm-hmm. like like prettily, yeah. And I feel like about 30 or 20, 40 years from now, there will be scholarship around them around like what they were entering into the like popular, or unpopular lexicon around yes. like how black families, because who's doing this, showing anything
3: like that in that space? Sure. Jade, listen, Jada Pinkett tells this story. I think she told it like at the beginning of like, before right before red table talk came out so she was trying to promote subtly she tells a story about how she was like in the peak of her career and i guess that was like her mid-20s or whatever she was doing well she was like rich she was on top of the world this mid-90s or whatever she was about to settle down and retire and buy a ranch Mm -hmm. and then she fell in love with will smith and he asked her to marry him Mm -hmm. marry her and she tells the story like that was the end of her life mm. as she thought it was going to be. Mm. I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. I would like to hear more about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like there's always this undertone of how she's extremely kind of disappointed in how her life ended up because she married Will Smith and, like, upended her career and, you know, became dedicated to supporting his and, like, un- mm. Under this construct that she doesn't even believe in, mm. so like, wow,
1: I feel like that's valid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in the sense, okay, this, this, this is this coming to me. I love this moment with you all. <laughs> I don't want it to end because afterwards I'm gonna have to be working on a grant.
3: Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, it's <that's>
1: alright. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and 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 I know we have time constraints. I'm just like relishing in this moment, but. <laughs> I feel like, oh my gosh, there was some story about Will Smith recently in some publication. His hair was cut a certain kind of way. He didn't have any facial hair. He was like laid out somewhere. And wow, this is just the unveiling. Huh. I feel like there's unveiling happening right now with, I say this with all respect to them because they're black people and I love black. And, and you know not to say that like black people can do crazy stuff but you know like you know you know I want to talk about people like I could eventually meet them in the world, and I'll talk about them respectively but I feel like if you think about when you said the, the mid 90s I just always get such a wash in the mid 90s cause I was like 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. and like I get such a sensory wash that's what I mean and like mm-hmm. And you think about them and and i had for i was and i and and also recently when i looked up when the French prince of bel-air came out what was it like 91 for some reason i imagined it being when i was like 10 or 11 but it was actually when i was like four or five and i was like what yeah there's, a, like,
3: there's a weird thing happening general generationally and i see this with max like because max remembers a lot of the same things i do but we're from two very different generations
1: okay
4: I think a lot of it is, I have an older brother, Mm. but also like reruns. Like, I think like a lot of shows, like, I remember, like, yeah, when Fresh Prince came out, like, maybe by the time I was like watching them live, it was already like late Fresh Prince when like Will's already like in college. Yeah. But then I was like Mm. seeing the reruns all the time. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, yeah, this feels just as, to me, like, I can't know the difference between early Fresh Prince and like Mm -hmm. Tyra Banks Fresh
3: Prince Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, (laughs) Tyra Banks Fresh Prince. Yeah,
1: she's insane. I no, was, I remember. I was so surprised, I was like, "What?"
3: I was four or five. I couldn't believe it. Mm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. was fully in high school, when Fresh Prince was out. Yeah.
4: So. Damn, was that uh Kevin Hart? <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like they were dealing with very different things, and they're like youth. Yeah. I also like things around.
3: And they were very different people like because I was like, you know, I was coming up around the same time. So I was watching the trajectory of their careers. They were operating in very different hemispheres. Mm. I think fresh Will Smith was very much like palatable blackness, Mm -hmm. you know, very like he was on this stratosphere to like crossover mainstream Wanna sure be the peel. biggest star in the world. Yeah, Jada Pink, it was very much like different world, like black centered art, like mm. black centered film. Mm. They were very different. Wow. It was kind like we all at the time it was we all perceived it as weird that they ended up together. Like that's how it was taken. Cause like they did not seem to fit at all. Wow. So
1: yeah. I don't think I was old enough to even have that articulation in lot like. Yeah processing because a different world like i remember watching the those different world and those cosmic century shows when i was like really really little mm-hmm. so i didn't have the like perspective to think about it in those ways but mm, i don't see that like her being caught and even just what black women could do and mm-hmm.
3: like she played the round the way character on different world mm-hmm. she was peaches with that in that wayans movie like, mm. she was a certain kind of, like, actress. Mm-hmm. And he was definitely a, a certain kind of actor. Mm-hmm. Dang. So,
1: yeah. Wow. But since this comes back to that past thing, like, the un kind of unknown futures, like, mm. what we're shaking up in the future in the past, even by looking at the future in the past. like. And honestly, even though I feel like I saw a different world happen. I don't by far have I I've not seen all those episodes. Did you see the one with Tupac? No I mean I I saw them when I was if my parents were playing them I have youthful, very young memories of them you know when when like black shows would come on and you play I have very young memories but I can't by far say that I've seen any of those episodes like I could tell I've never I'm, I have not watched them as an adult yeah but this is fascinating. It is yeah. Mm. yeah wow and also for them to be entering a certain age now what like 50s they're like going into empty nest yeah status. that's what i
4: think that's part of it is like now their kids are moved out and they're like self-discovering themselves again and i was like who am i now after like our children are grown up and like 20 years after we fell in love or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like because also will smith isn't the will smith of true pre-children
3: he's very different right which I, is like I feel he like went like
4: into like dad mode and then he like I he's think like this in idea, this
3: whole self-actualization stage because right. like he he's showing, reconciled like, with self. janice yeah. janet hubert and all that mm. like he did like he's you can tell he's trying to like work on himself I think the, the whole way. ego
4: is like slipping away the whole will smith ego mm. is like slipping away that's why he like can have these conversations with jada about tupac yeah thank mm. god that tupac's still not alive for, um, have you seen the latest
3: with Tupac? No,
4: do you see that meme where they're all having bod heads and like the whole family is trying to look like Tupac now? But then...
3: <laughs> no, but like he went on record stating, like, you know, he was resentful of the like that Jada didn't look at him the way that she looked at Tupac and like he hated Tupac for that. I mean,
4: Tupac cussed in his raps, <laughs> so, whatever, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, but I think that's at the core of impatibility, like going in here. No, yeah,
3: um, yeah, definitely. I mean,
4: but I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff going on. But I think to your point, I like, think is like really fascinating, and I think future scholars are going to pour over. Yeah, I mean they, they are, are a very... fascinating
3: case study. Like, yeah,
4: they are very like. Because
3: um... I I think even class wise, I feel like they both came from like modest backgrounds, and now they're like one percenters in this very particular industry, and like yeah. how, but they're black, and they've they've kind of crafted publicly crafted their relationship around this idea of black love Mm. and we know how destructive that can be Mm. within Mm. current constructs and like Mm. it's all very interesting and they've like they've probably lived a very like non-traditional non-monogamous sort of lifestyle which they can't publicly go on the record about, right. but everyone knows. But about I think it.
4: maybe they're now that they're older, now that the kids are out, I think they're like being more open to it. And yeah. again, this idea of like, oh, maybe we need to speak publicly about this for um, posterity, mm-hmm. for like the records, for history, for yeah. like as some sort of like example. I or, personally like, think they
3: remember. they also live they have a non-hetero um, or non-like, yeah. Lifestyle as well, they just they also don't publicly talk about it,
4: right? 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 I think, like, but also now, maybe I think because I was thinking about this, we were talking about like as like Will Smith's stock has gone down as far as like has being it? like the A list movie star, he doesn't he can't like A list you don't know nowadays. Wait, you
3: don't think he can? I feel like no, he can. I think
4: if like Hancock 2 came out, nobody would watch that, like, nobody, like, I don't <laughs> think like that's what I'm saying. He's not the Will Smith of independence, Day, is what I'm saying. Oh. And I think because of that, like, maybe he feels less pressure to maintain this, like, really palatable white appearance uh,
2: maybe. so it's like oh, oh i can
4: talk about my non-traditional marriage more or i can like you know speak to these things more okay like because like there's like maybe like less to lose like i have all this already built up and i'm not the a-list um summer blockbuster star that States i used to be. High. right so it's like maybe this also helps me facilitate being able to talk about these other things but also like the world's changing so maybe people are like oh you're like you know maybe it's like double-sided maybe it's like how do we stay hip maybe it's like oh we say it by talking about our the ways our marriage are different you know Mm. maybe like it could be multifaceted
3: wow Mm. wait you didn't give a score yet
4: yeah no i was waiting to be asked
3: okay what is your score max one to ten i would say eight eight wow so you really don't want to hear any more about this oh
4: no i would say if if i don't hear more about it i would say (laughs) four three
3: Oh, okay. Because, like,
4: I think, like, for all the reasons I said, I think, like, it's cool to hear about. I think it's important to hear about. I Uh think it's more than them just, like, spilling their private stuff. I think because of who they are, it's, like, this, like, not, like, this guide for other people, but it's, like, we are such, like, standards of, like, black love, of, like, heterosexual black love, Mm -hmm. of this, like, traditional marriage that's, like, hey, you can actually, like, love each other, but, like, live in these, like, ways that traditionally have been undefined. And, like, yeah, we all, like, made jokes about, like, August Alsina or whatever, but I think it's still showing that, like, yeah, like, to your point that Jada's, Jada Pinkett it is maybe having her ascendancy now, where, like, maybe Will Smith's star is starting to, like, decline, maybe, like, Jada's star is starting to, like, shine more, mm. you know, so, like, again, like, thinking about time in a longer mm. sense of it, you know, who can say the trajectory wow. of somebody's, like, career. Yeah. Um, but also, like, now they have the, you know, they have, like, kids now, and they have the, all these other things to, like, you know, like...
3: Grown kids.
4: Jaden and, yeah. like, Willow are always gonna, like, blow them out of the water as, like, radical and cool, but it's, like, maybe not. It's, like, maybe, like, Will wow. and Jada were actually, like, really radical and cool.
3: I feel like they were. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they were. It's just that we didn't get that public yeah. facade. But I think that
4: was, like, yeah, like, as your, both your points, like, I think that was, like, really intentional, and now it is intentional, this letting behind the curtain more so
1: yeah dang I think it's a couple things I don't know Wow. I don't know how much time we have but I also think like financial stability has something to do with that being able to talk about these things like being able Mm. to without it messing up your general stability or livelihood and also they were probably younger still establishing their careers Mm. like talking about these things at any other point you know and also I don't know I don't know I'm just this, this such a fascinating con- consideration but like also like what does it mean for like to seemingly let go of postures that bring you esteem based on your assume like gender Mm -hmm. blah 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 like I'm sure some of the things that have been communicated through Red Table like especially for a black man would in the company where esteem is is really articulated through the esteem of other black men or other men like some of those things would seemingly not be additive to that seeming stock you know so like but also like to have the, and I feel like as I think about the essence, and I don't know everything about Will Smith by far, as I think about what I gleaned from him and what he's tried to communicate over the years around like, what am I trying to say? Like freedom, mm-hmm. even if it's like freedom in ways that I may not always, uh, I don't want to say agree on the details though, but you know when it's like, a little key the 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 key turning in the door yeah and sometimes you don't quite it's not the 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 turn you would turn but it's like you know he definitely has
3: like this sort of propaganda that he's like been pushing about blackness and Mm -hmm. black freedom
1: yeah um
3: yeah in his practice
1: yeah so i can't remember what my thoughts were because once i've had once it, it's kind of <laughs> I but what i'm trying to say is that like i also think there's an element of black freedom expression in what's happening now even if it's not what other people want to hear and i don't know what is the uh, pushing all of this but like i also think there's even for like will smith to show up as not like whatever we assume black men need to be about mm-hmm. uh, offers something, you know, cause there's so much post, there can be so much posturing around. Like if you, if I think, when I think about to the mid nineties, I think about Essence and Ebony. And I think about those profiles, those pictures. Yes. And what yes. we, what was communicated through those things around what black successing was
3: about. And people like, as someone who came up when that was happening people read that shit as gospel like it was the there was a kind of lack of scrutiny of media images Mm. particularly those who were operating under the umbrella of Mm -hmm. blackness yeah that just it didn't exist then as it exists now
1: yeah and I would be curious to like go source those profiles because you know they were in those magazines Mm -hmm. and even just from the content and also the the uh the comp the composition of the photographs? What was being communicated versus mm-hmm. like what is seemingly I don't wanna say being communicated but what we're gleaning from the information we receive at this moment. And it's just so interesting. I think something's I don't wanna s I don't wanna give a value proposition to any of it myself, but I just think it's fascinating and curious. Yeah. Because I haven't seen something like that. Like, with black people in Hollywood, seemingly... Oh, I don't... I say this with respect. Seemingly shedding what would bring them seeming esteem in that realm. Yeah. It's it's definitely kind of unique.
3: Yeah, I feel like other black couples in Hollywood are just notoriously private mm-hmm. just for self-care reasons, mm-hmm. which I get.
1: Realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So it is fascinating that they've chosen to be transparent about certain things. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, And not others, mm-hmm. still. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm. Wow. Dang. Yeah. I didn't know I'd be talking about this like this. Today. I know. We've been talking about this for like 20 minutes.
4: Yeah, it's been, it's been however long.
3: No, oh, could have kept that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now it's time for closing words. No, just... just
4: the facts with Max.
3: I'm stating
4: facts, 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 It is estimated that the world's oceans and seas contain about twenty million tons of gold. I'm stating facts, facts, facts,
3: facts. facts. Wow, Max, I didn't know that. That is fascinating.
4: I'm glad I can always give you some new information, Melanie.
3: So now it's time for parting words. Uh, Max, you go first.
4: Um, First off, as always, thank you to Melanie, um, my amazing co-host. It's always a joy to do this podcast, to exist with you as an intern project, um, constantly having fun and having a good time and forever enriching and, um, now that we're ending the end of 2021 it seems like we've been doing this for almost five years it seems like a, a blink of an eye um but it's been so much stuff and it's been so much fun and i look forward to a, our future endeavors together um and then of course thank you so much to intasar our guest you've been an amazing guest it's been such great conversation. And very clearly, we could keep going on and keep talking <laughs> for so long, which I think just says that we need to talk more um, in any in any spaces, all the spaces at any time in any way. Um, but yeah, it's been a delight. I've had so much fun talking, talking with you, learning more about you and all the things you think about and the ways you look at the world. And that's amazing and inspiring and fascinating. And yeah, thank you. And then what else? Um, Nat Turner Project, we are actually doing an art show again for the first time since who knows how long um and that'll be at well well projects december 4th opening um check us out on the internet for all the details and um yeah happy 2022 everybody i don't know that's premature but i said it's a little
3: early you don't want to i'll be saying it for a few more times (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) all right um parting words um max said all of the brilliant things so i feel like i'm coming up short but um max it i can't believe it's been like five years going on six really um it's crazy i remember i first met you um, at ron tom (laughs) with the pink hair (laughs) and who did how could i have known that i would be meeting someone that i would be working with for years to come um It's been a crazy wild ride and you, your energy um, and just the way that you connect with people just, it keeps me grounded. It keeps me young. Um, And the way that you, your imagination um, just kind of exceeds possibility is an inspiration to me all the time um I mean honestly I just I look to you for ways of of imagining and ways of being you're a constant inspiration so thank you for that um <laughs> thank you to Intisar for saying yes um we are really honored to have you on the show um I am a huge fan of your work um you're not only an amazing artist but you're an amazing human and that is hard to come by sometimes in this world that we live in. So thank you for just blessing us, blessing Portland with your presence. Dang,
1: thanks. Can I offer closing words? Yeah, you get the last oh word. Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, I don't wanna leave here. I <laughs> uh, My gosh, I'm so grateful. You know, it took a while. I'm so grateful to be in this moment right here this exact second your awesomeness your care your love your genius i'm so i uh, and i am such big fans and you all are like powerful houses here what you all do what you all offer to like artists is i yes whatever i can do to assist you And I always tell people I love them too soon. But oh my gosh, I love you. You We love
3: love you too. (laughs) All right. Good night, y'all. Good
4: night.
6: And some backwoods up outta home in a cup of ice. There's some rubber bands up there, too, homie. Yeah. It's 3 p.m. 80 degrees outside. I'm in something to go real fast, sitting outside the corner store. Six figure car ain't got no business in this area. If it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking nutter. We trapped together, then it's my motherfucking brother. I pay her bills and bad designer, but I don't love her. Need, she just play a part when it's time to smuggle. Hey, you ready? I pull up, pick up that bag and burn rubber. Go. I got a sweet tooth, but I stay away from suckers. No boo and Malibu was my last supper. We good. I fucked her in rush hour traffic, Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah. Everybody screaming gang, 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 gang. The folks come and get you, you gon' tell on the whole gang. gang. She said, can she fuck me with my diamond shine? If I ain't in the bank, then I'm on the plane yeah, hey. About to go get some money or go spend some money yeah. They stopped me in the airport, had too many binges on me right. They don't want you to live, <laughs> they don't want you to bow. Don't put a smile in your face, yeah Then they pray for you to fall, hey Young niggas stay focused, yeah. but I really wanna crash Damn. Think about where you at, okay. then think about your past right. Yeah, I really came from shit yeah. But I won't change for shit My bitch say I'm stuck in my way My wrist say I been getting paid A hundred shots, a hundred shots shots. shots. Me and my niggas pull up in a hundred drops My role model used to get a hundred blocks Street niggas in a tuxedo with a mom (laughs) She looked at my watch too long, now she see stars I got so high last night, I did a show on Mars Yo, bitch ate my dick. I caught her on them bars. Xanax. My pinky ring, extra large. Yeah, yeah. Phones all in the garage. Wow. Remember my first Menards? Yeah. yeah, Toy and Britney. Yeah. I'm shopping for diamonds at Tiffany's. Nah, no, I don't got no sympathy. No. She blew my whistle like a referee. Yeah. Broke black nigga, remember me? Hey. Until I found out that yeah. recipe. Yeah. Started getting about ten a week. Finger on the trigger when I sleep. Yeah, yeah nigga, I'd rather you than me. Yeah. Back seat smoking good weed. A hundred, a hundred shots. A hundred shots. A hundred shots. How the fuck you miss a whole yeah. hundred shots? You're not welcome in my trap if you don't shop. Before you come through that back door, you better knock. They've the they been waiting on this gangsta shit to drop. Bro. Even no fuck niggas that wish I yeah. could be stopped. Hey. Hey. How many dicks you suck to get that couple million? <laughs> Self made millionaire. Oh, what a feeling! Yeah. My niggas came from dealing, fuck nigga get out your feelings Your bitch got me sexy with healing, guess who just walked in the building Came out with six bitches, my uncle said that's pimpin' My diamonds always hittin', you lookin' for your bitch, she with me Nigga, she ain't missin', I told you fuck nigga, stay out my way But you didn't listen, stupid ass niggas Big rocks, in my watch Stitches and all of the clock. A hundred shots. A hundred shots. How the fuck you miss a whole hundred shots? Yeah. Stop. How the fuck you miss a whole hundred shots?